Friday night and we're in fucking Queens. It's Friday night and I'm in fucking Queens. Isn't it about time for somebody's favorite radio program? Live from Barrage. I can't do it. I can't do a radio show. Will you please play the old sports song? My goal in life is to like break out of prison and open for Van Halen. There's a fridge full of this Welch's grape soda if anybody wants I'm, some. I'm not picking on my gut. I'm listening to that from the Midwest, fucking Europe, I don't give a fuck. Get the fuck out of my show. I said O R I A M. That's my name from the other end. Hey, everybody, this is Killing a Neutron. No, you just suck on it. Fuck the audience. Like, what's your favorite radio station? I have the garage. What kind of psycho walks into this shit? Don't drink Seagram's Escapes. One pound feet. gonna ever keep me down. Live. From the I saw the Grateful Dead twice. You are listening to Live from the Barrage. For some reason, this reminds me of when Slim Goodbody came to my school. You are full of shit. Let me do my show, for Christ's sake! I have a great story. Makes sense to me. <laughs> What's wrong with you, people? John Mulan, uh, fuck you. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's it. Don't stop. It's Live from the Barrage. You're on radio. Nope, I'm just trying to get turned up. Right there, every, right there. Every microphone. Right there. Throw it up. Stop. Throw it up. So hot. I'm doing it. I think I we should stop. start the show. I can't stop. I'm going to do it. I can do a radio show. I don't want to do it anymore. Prove them wrong. Yeah. I think oh, I, you totally want to do it. Come on, man. I don't. I want to do it like at the moment I'm here. I want to quit. Let's take it on the road. Let's take it on the road. That's that, what we that should do. That was easy. Yeah. I do want to quit. Mm. Yeah, right? Yeah. It does. Yeah, it's, it's all dumb. good on Milwaukee. It's too much. It. It's pointless. <laughs> it's too much. What more can we accomplish? We're, we're, we're in the gray lady. I feel bad for the five people listening. That yeah, what are, what are we advice. waiting to get on ABC? It wasn't good enough that we were on Fox. I could just call Christopher Kazuga's on the phone. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Do a show then. We're back live from the broad here on Radio Nope. Thank you, Tree Void, and his uh, their triumphant return of a free. Which is a uh, really a uh, version of Jailbreak, the best classic <laughs> rock station that never was. There's so many shows there. I don't know what the hell's There's happening. There's a lot of shows happening. I'm telling you what, though. That Tree Void, he played Mountain. He played freaking the James Gang the live. Got taste. There was a live version of that um, James he Gang played live? Song. Yeah, Tree Void played all the instruments live right in his house. <laughs> mixed them all. Up. He mixed it all. It's Just ter- like Joe Walsh. It was, <laughs> it's a terrible strain a on the animator's moment. hands. <laughs> <laughs> but he played uh he played the the, the version of, of walk away that i hadn't heard it was a live version that's not the video version that r- ruled too the drum was going nuts a lot of mc5 led zeppelin things things of this nature sure. good the, show the good stuff <laughs> so busy things of that nature so busy and we're back live at the brunch. We're happy to. And by the way, stay tuned after the show for the rerun of Music On, uh, music on with Music, music Off. off. <laughs> and uh, also, of course, uh, the Top Dollar Hour with Tuna Can Jones. Now I have the, all the plugs out of the way. How you doing, Ryan, Pat, Sam, and Pete? Really <laughs> good. Uh, for those in the audience who don't know, we have uh, Sam Sculpton here. Hi there. Yeah. He's from Louisville, Kentucky. Yeah. Is that where you were born? Uh, no, no, no. Like, yeah. my, my folks are from, like, Pennsylvania and stuff. My mom's from Pittsburgh. Oh. My dad's from Philly. Oh. They met in Charleston, West Virginia, and then we moved out and all that good stuff. And then I've lived in, uh, you know, my... Pittsburgh and Philly getting together? That's like Jersey and Ohio. The two totally different worlds. Well, they're divorced. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it didn't last. Oh, sorry, I'm not it was, not it was It was not destined to last. I mean, from the start. Yeah, it was like oil and water. It, it just didn't work. 
you know, but whatever. Exactly. He used to dress up like the Philly fanatic at uh, <laughs> Christmas and really stuck in her craw. Yeah. And he, he's in like an Antonio Brown jersey with a helmet. And his... <laughs> Terry Bradshaw. Well, it's good to have you here, Sam. Sam's in town. From thanks Louisville, for having me. Yeah. And um, we're happy to have you, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's I great. like your v- radio voice. It's very good. Why, thank you. You're welcome. Live from the garden. A little. We have a big show tonight. We have a... Big. 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 Big show, Rob. Big cluttered show. <laughs> yeah. It's a off the fucking big rails. Big cluttered, bloated show. Man, um, man of war. Swing but we are a man down. Tommy Rockstar is not coming tonight, so we will have that extra mic and no news. Yeah. I have a plan for that. I do. I got some Grant Hart stories. I forgot Ooh. what my plan was. <laughs> Anyways, we have Billy Amendola, who is an editor for Modern Drummer Magazine. He also played drums on the Debbie Gibson albums. And I, I've, If you know me, I love to talk drums. And Mighty, Mighty drummer. drummer. <laughs> so we're gonna have Billy on uh, at the nine o'clock hour, and then after Billy, after we talk to Billy for a little while, we're gonna talk to D- uh, Dean Rispler and Ross the Boss. That's right, Ross the Boss from Man of War, the and, di- Dictators. Is g- they're gonna be live here in this in the Stunadio, and I'm gonna call an Uber. <laughs> 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 Don't leave me alone with Ross the Boss, you maniac. You crazy? He's going like to corner you. He's going to choke yeah. you in a loincloth. He's going to give me a Viking funeral. You're like Man of War, huh? Ross the Boss, one of the best guitarists of all time. I'm going to instrument In the metal shit. world. We'll talk to him about all sorts of stuff. Metal. He's yeah. got to close down the batting cages. And, of course, he's got to close up the batting cage in Middle Village. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk to him about that because I bought my kitchen cabinets right across the street. <laughs> I was looking in the window. He was closed. <laughs> I love that Springsteen track. Yeah. So Ryan's here. How you doing, Ryan? Damn good. Right, so everybody's here, and uh, we're going to have a fun time. Hopefully Mario doesn't show up. Thank you. We'll see you he next lost, week. He lost his keys. Yeah. <laughs> Why doesn't he lose his keys when he's on the way to this show? He loses Why don't I lose my keys, Captain? It's the Borgata. Oh, my God. See, I, I know what happened, Captain. I, I, I should wait till he gets here to talk about the Mets game we went to. What a uh, choo He was shot out of a cannon, man. Yeah. That's okay. I'll just Uber over here. <laughs> I didn't drink at the Mets game. I had a glass. I had a, yeah, you were uh, bottle a bottle of level. water and yeah. a Coca-Cola. Hey, Pete. Delicious. Bottle of Pete, water. Level, yeah. What? Level with me. Yep. Am, am I a pill when I'm not drinking? Am I like a total downer? No, I didn't even know. Oh, okay, cool. If that's a good thing or not, but I felt like a downer. I went in like eight uh, a sausage roll by myself. We did like 12 shows with you not drinking and nobody noticed. And you had to carp about it. <laughs> you had to bring it up. You were like, <laughs> yeah, uh, nobody's even pointed out that I'm not drinking. Oh, I still have a personality. Please don't no. like me when I'm not yeah. drinking. Well, that was towards the end of the show. I was drunk. <laughs> <laughs> well, you had to work, right? <laughs> I had to go to work yeah. after the game. Yeah. Yeah. I saw you for all of eight minutes. That whole game. Oh, anyone who goes By the, the time the, I showed up, the Mets game with me knows I like to walk around and I like to glad hand with people I know. And <laughs> look, try, look for pin I, man. Yeah. John's, yeah. John's, John's running for council. Yeah. I got some. Uh, I, got, I walked into some behind the dugout tickets, which I gave to some. Uh, I gave them to some nice young ladies, yeah, you friends. They were very happy because I didn't want to sit there. I sat there for like two seconds. I'm like, screw this. I'm going with my friends in the shitty seat. And by friends, I mean David Bolton. Who's like a famous um, sound mixer? He went home with me on the train. That was fun. We, he, he he keeps referring to like um, Spike Lee yeah, and, and, Spike. and Robert De Niro as like Spikey and Bobby. Bobby, <laughs> Bobby D. <laughs> big big Bobby. name dropping shoot. Me and Bobby. <laughs> and he's a very close talker. Dave Bolton. I forgot about. That. Yeah, I, I I kept trying to get away from him. You know, he's a good guy. <laughs> and you it was an interesting conversation. His wife was in the post today. 
Yeah, she's and, a bunny, man. Because she was a Playboy yeah. bunny, and you she's know, in a picture, wife, an old picture with my me. My wife is in the post today, actually. Um, do you know Bobby De Niro? He, he doesn't like sweet and low. Bob told me <laughs> it, never, it would never work. He's oh, no. He likes equal. We're in the grotto. <laughs> equal. I'm in the grotto equal with Bob and Spike. Dave's a good guy. <laughs> the grotto. Al, Al Menz was there. And Al gave me a ride home. It was yeah, great. My, my story yeah. would be more like, I power-washed the grotto once. <laughs> yeah. Al thought I was my brother all night long. Al said some crazy shit. He called to me you Sean. Yeah. How does he know your brother? Uh, Facebook. Facebook? Uh, yeah. And I think he probably met my brother as many times as I think it's important to me. point out that I was I was the first one there because my friend Mike was being honored on on the field as employee of the year. He's a security guard there. Wow. And uh, he grew up around the block from me, so I said I would go, and I was there early, and I watched him uh, receive his award. How did he get such a prestigious merit? Uh, by being good at his job, I suppose. Tossing out the riffraff. Showing up on time. Yeah. <laughs> He's better at patting people down and yeah. using the, the metal wand than anybody right. else. That old Boy Scouts like thing is like ingrained in you. Made it like, eagle. Be good at you. No, I, I, I think we both <laughs> tapped out at second class. But Mike's a good guy, so I went to see him. And I'm, I sat there by myself for an hour, and then at, it's just me and Al Menz with his Crocs on. Oh, you guys are chopping it up when I got there, man. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Al gave us, Al Al's gave us a, a ride. He was good. Yeah. <laughs> Saved me like an hour. Al's, Al's always posting on Facebook about his son like playing baseball and stuff, and he's, he looks like this like the greatest dad who ever lived. Like he's all involved, and he's like, he's like, man, this is my penance. And he's like, I, you know, he's like in his fifties, I guess, early. 50s. He's like, I fucked up my whole life, and this is like, I got to just pay it back, and this is it. <laughs> he, he, he nearly tore down your garage a couple of years ago at one of the parties. Uh, he mooned the meatballs. I had to, th- I had to eighty-six him from the Christmas party. Out of here! Out of here! I find him. I find him off the fucking roof down in the car. Take a walk with me. He's poking around the meatballs like he knows what he's doing. With the hot mop. With the hot mop. Good guy. It was, and then Aton Mursky was there. Singer songwriter. Aton Mursky. He thinks he's cute. (laughs) This guy came in through the living room. Never ate a vegetable in his life. And he let out, Ryan, do you remember he let out the loudest boo? It's the loudest noise I ever heard come Loud, out of him. He, he's such a quiet guy. He says nothing. He doesn't drink. He doesn't even drink water. He doesn't piss. He's scared of heights. He's fun. He, he doesn't do anything. <laughs> he doesn't hydrate. He's electric. Yeah. I'm telling you, we, we hire this guy. We're going to go two full ratings points. And what does he do? Those, he's one of those Boston Dynamics robots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, one of those dogs that you kick over. Like, like the Scottish robot that you kick over and like punch and all that kind of stuff that gets it up. Was, it was the last Mets home game, so yeah. but actually we won. So it's the last thing Terry Collins heard before he died. Hey oh. Ryan, what happened at the end of that game? Did people like stand up and clap? Did they stand up and boo? Did they just leave? Like at the very end of the game, was there any kind of like send off? Nothing. No, no nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Even the seventh yeah. inning stretch, nobody stood up. Everybody was like, "Fuck this!" It's burned out. <laughs> I just like the idea of stand up and boo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're winning uh, set we're winning seven to one uh, yeah. uh, I, t- I took a knee and booed this boo is a, a representative of the whole season boo on a base in front of him <laughs> cut me off at the seventh boo. what a nightmare so, who knows that but that was, was kind of fun yeah. yeah mario had signs he showed up all fucked up he had paint all over his hands it from costumes. the signs it wasn't dry yet like the paint that he made in the sign it was all over his face. And it wasn't dry either because he was so greasy. <laughs> the humidity. A little later on, when Other Mario things. comes in, I'm going to read Mario's, Mario's emails email. because I forgot about that. And when I, whenever, whenever I uh, log on to my email, Mario logged on one time, and now it's the default email. So I'll be reading Mario's emails in its voice a little later, which uh, of which he has about five thousand of them. Regarding, let me give you a little taste. Dear Captain, <laughs> <laughs> take a letter. Urgent. 
should have a little piano music bed here. He wrote something that he I was going to send to. You got to go in the scent <laughs> box. That's where the gold is. Send to Chuck Schumer about like how Trump sucks and like he wanted everybody to share it and it just bombed. It's like, oh, what are you talking about? He's nuts. Janice. He's nuts. I thought it was going to go viral. I'm legitimizing the cause, Captain. Oh, mate. oh shit. <laughs> He's been on his email since I've been on here. Race the, welcome to the Italian-American caucus or something. <laughs> welcome to the Italian-American caucus. Oh, man. That means he checked his email. As caucus chair. He's got 14,183 emails. Jesus. <laughs> oh, he still subscribed to the Daily Cause or whatever that shit is. Bullshit. Deli Coast or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I, I pronounce everything wrong. So just go the well, I don't know. I don't know. It's got a Z. These non-Italian yeah. immigrants are stealing our jobs. Man, he erased the... There was a... Go in the it. trash. Oh, good idea. <laughs> That's what he does. Doesn't want you to see. I'm going to dumpster dive yeah. in Mario's email, just like he does in real life. He's <laughs> <laughs> still going to come out old. Then <laughs> he just. I could just delete his entire inbox and one. Change his password. One bell swoop. <laughs> exactly. And then you could uh, you could ask him for like twenty five dollars, like a Russian hacker. <laughs> oh my God, he's got I'll give you the new password. He's got 119 drafts. Barrage. Oh, that's the goal. Oh, no. Oh. That's, what, that's where you yeah, got to go. Yeah. You want to look in the barrage drafts? Let's, how about Cruise 2017? <laughs> I say we have a barrage cruise. Cruise reminder. Final payment due, Mr. Asara. Cruise reminder. Oh. Final payment due. Final payment due. Pass due. <laughs> <laughs> Pass due. I refuse to pay. We're going to sink the boat. Uh, hi, Mr. Asara. Your cruise vacation is getting closer. We know you're going to have a wonderful time aboard the Norwegian Gem. This is a friendly reminder that the final payment... <laughs> With an asterisk, asterisk <laughs> of two thousand thirty-four point eighty-one dollars for your cruise is due on five twenty-one two thousand seven. It was really classy oh. how you said the number. Ooh, I could I could pay <laughs> twice. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Make final payment. Yeah. Should I try to pay again? Let me try. Finally, <laughs> you get a free trip. <laughs> I can yeah. just, I can What's the charges on my card? Icruise.com. I can authorize this. Look his eye cruise. That's literally iCruise.com. <laughs> Quadruple impact. Uh, devastating. I don't know. It update. came up in my in the right side of the screen and I clicked it. He swiped right. Man, I'm so pissed off that it doesn't have the Italian American thing. He went yeah, in here. You have to in the past hour he went the in. Nerve. He went into his own email. The nerve. Yeah. What a fucking prick. <laughs> it's like casinos and the head of the Federation of Teachers and the Parks Department. <laughs> As the head of Federation of Teachers. Do not reply, and he's replied to like all of those. Your tribute. I'll see you in court. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't even know how to look in the trash. I'll see you in minuscule claims court. <laughs> the minimum you owe me two slices. possible claim you can make, sir. Damn it. Oh, I can't find it. Oh, maybe this is it. Red. Where's this trash can? I don't know how to use a computer. I'm an idiot. Anyway, welcome back to Live from the Broad Channel Radio. No, in a little while, we're going to have Billy Amendola in, and, uh, of course, Russ the Boss and Dean Risper coming in live. We are here with Sam Skolton, Pat, Hi, Ryan, man. and uh, Pete Pavicevich, big hey, Fish fan. Also no. big Grateful Dead fan and a fan of just bad music in general. Isn't that yes. right, Pete? Please. And are you going to shave that beard anytime soon? Because the mustache Tuesday, is little... have... right, good. Yeah. Because it's, like, it's, like, it's looking pretty bad. It's Tuesday. It's, you know. You're one of those guys. You like you grow that like a weird. It's not like it gets Amishy. It, it's the hairs are too separated. Yeah, or something. You it's know. Just, Listen, I'm not one to either. talk about a beard, but 
there's like your mustache. Like it's all apathy. It's, it's, you have an apathetic uh, beard. Yes, it's all. I just <laughs> I'm getting up. And it's, you know. I notice because like the hair, although it's too far apart, your hair is also that they also come over your top lip. And like you just got to stop, man. Apathetic beard is my favorite spin doctor. Yeah, it's just like, like you know, <laughs> I'm worried about. It. Yeah, I know. Don't give up. Stick with it. It's my job. Stay don't straighten quit. up and fly right. Did you see what I did to the don't quit sticker over here? I cut the don't part off and I would quit. Out of here. Everyone should quit except for you. You guys don't quit. Hey, you're you're all right. You're all right. You'll yeah. Yeah, you're all right, Hula Yeah. Thanks, man. <laughs> I'm really not. Uh, you're, we say you're all right, Hulahan. Yeah, you yeah. I think you're fine. Thanks. I'll tell you. I'll tell you this much: you're a hell of a bass player. <laughs> How was the thing <laughs> on Thursday? Good. That show you did, like six bands. I think we talked about it last week because yeah. you weren't here. Yeah, uh, it was good. The trois. Very yeah. good. We we did a radio show the next day, Pete. You were uh, out in Detroit watching the Tigers play the uh, Cornwall Dragons or something. <laughs> 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 and, lo- and lose. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Pete heard the. He came to the game toting a rifle. <laughs> what? He heard the lions were playing were, the bear. <laughs> you were watching the city try to fight back nature, trying to take it back. <laughs> I'm just so happy that it's nice and crisp and cool and the humidity's gone away because it's been disgusting like this week. Yeah, it's, it's gross. It's going to get it, gross yeah. again. I fucking hate the humidity. What do you it's, think, Sam? It's bullshit, right? It's total bullshit. It's like that seven heat. But this is why I come to New York, like this time of year. It's it's the best possible time. I I just timed it just right. Uh, I yeah. mean, you know, some cousins like they got married a few years ago, and I'm like, ah, oh, now I get it. It's you know, at the very end of September, early October, perfect time to go to New York. Because it's, it's not swamp ass hot. You don't you're not smelling all the garbage that's like out on the street, but it's yeah. not Are you freezing as hot. You're making fun of us because we don't have alleys. Uh, <laughs> no, you have all the alleys you want. No, mm. you can have anything you want in Manhattan. It's it's totally. It is fine. gross. I, the other day I was looking and well, it's, it's gross just... everywhere else too. But yeah, I mean, but I'm further it's... south. It's it's equally gross. We can't have alleys here. The murder rate would go up like Chicago. Like you can't just put places for people to do crime around and ev- behind everyone's house. It's ridiculous. Well, I, I just know. throw the garbage on the street and call crime. it a day. Do crimes. Yeah, we're they're doing do... sex back there. They're doing crimes. <laughs> doing they're they're doing sex parties. there anyway. It doesn't matter. They're having rainbow right? parties in my alley. <laughs> An alley. Have to call three eleven. It's a hotbed of crimes. <laughs> mm. that we had our own crime uh, almost committed upon us today, uh, where a uh, a traffic car, a new NY traffic car, and traffic car. You're you're watching traffic car. <laughs> Lame, this mid-season ABC replacement. Yeah, you're um, watching Traffic Car in Sunnyside, Queens. Traffic Car. Uh, stay tuned for Traffic Car. Coming up next. Uh, a uh, an NYPD traffic uh, officer almost mm. drove directly into us today. Yeah, almost drove directly into me because I was really? on the passenger side. Well, they're so, morons. Like, yeah. They're the guys the who, fuck, who couldn't who couldn't uh, you couldn't know hack it. Take yeah, the yeah. police exam or pass it and stuff. They're idiots. I worked they, with the guy who wanted it, to be a traffic. Here's guy. a fun fact, you know, Paul. They don't have guns. And you just walk right up to the traffic officer and smack them in the face. They have to keep perfectly yeah. still. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they and do. they're not allowed to laugh. Yeah, they do have cars that they can run you over with. <laughs> I was going to say, they have like 2,000-pound vehicles plus that they can mm. use to kill you. But they used to, we used to call them brownies. Through brownies, they to, yeah, they were brownies. said brown cars, yeah. and then yeah. the, it, in a, uh, a genius move and a, an underhanded move, the NYPD, in order to make it look like there was more cops on the street, made all the, the cars the same color and the same thing. It only just says traffic. So from, from a distance, 
You got like, ah, oh, shit, here comes fucking John Q. Oh, oh it's, it's just a fucking brownie. I slowed down for that fucking guy. <laughs> yeah. I, said, I, I had a moment where I, I barked at somebody. I was like, listen to me, a fucking brownie. And he was, you know, not white. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, I was like, no, that's what they always used to be called. The, the Awkward. Whole, hey, yeah. remember the 70s? The, yeah, the jukebox skipped. Go <laughs> <laughs> watch. Oh. Like, oh. like, no. Hey, go watch you wear the, brown uniforms. Go I'm watch not, the deuce. You'll see I'm right. I'm carrying these off white. Yeah. Know your, know your history, sir. <laughs> yeah. It's nothing to do with your race. Mm. It's that brown cars. Little brown cars. Little brown cars. And brown uniforms. <laughs> Well, now they're in, in pre-I, so, like... Size. <laughs> oh, Some by the show. way, if you want to see a Live from the Barrage t-shirt on television, <laughs> tune in on Saturday at 5 p.m. for the replay of the Chris Gethard show on, F- on the Fusion Network, where oh. Bill, Bill Florio, the bass player, will be wearing a Live from the Barrage t-shirt, Sweet. which he, I had to sign a release for that. I thought it was Gethard. So did I. Yeah, Gethard. I think if your name's Get Hard, you probably go with Gethard. I thought that was like eventually. a stick. You know, it was like, oh. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. You don't, you're asking me how to pronounce something? It's over, Johnny. <laughs> Where's Fez? Is he on the phone? <laughs> so if you want to see uh, someone represent, watch watch the Fusion Channel. It's also on demand. And I, I, I feel like I was filling out this, uh, <laughs> this fucking release. <laughs> like, I'm filling out this release form, and I don't, they're like, you... Assume you own the copyright. I'm like, I don't know shit. This is a fucking Ramones logo. You should have said I'm no. In big, I'm in big. I'm in big trouble. Yeah. Uh, big trouble. I'm initialing. They're gonna come after Mark. Uh, Marky Ramones gonna sue me. Arturo Vega. Just sign it as a Ramon. There's been like 20 of them. Yeah. <laughs> I signed it, Ryan Carlson. Oh, it's sure it's fine. <laughs> yeah, me. Everything's cool. You cock. Uh, we're gonna shut down your eBay page. Yeah. Bill is a good friend. He's a. Uh, I was in a wedding party with him at Dave Harrison's wedding. He's a good guy. He used to be the bank. Friend of Bill. Nice guy. Bill Florio. He invited me on the show on election night. That was fun. That's good. <laughs> I hightailed it the fuck out of there before things went south. <laughs> Bill's in the band, like the house band. He's been for years on the, when it was on public access, so I guess he's grandfathered into the... He used to live in Woodside. Oh, yeah? No, Chris Gethard. Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah. I don't know what he's talking nice about guy. is how horrible it was and how much he hated it. Really? Uh, well, he, he's, he's got a lot of issues. He's depressed he's here in Brooklyn. Bushwick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we could East Schmitt. Williamsburg yeah, now. Exactly. East Williamsburg. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to get on the podcast, everybody. I promise. They're you coming. are? Yeah. They're coming. I got one edited, another one halfway done. Oh, I thought you said you were going to get on his podcast. On the like Get a, Hard, on the get like hard a, podcast. A successful oh, podcast. No. no, no. <laughs> listen, I, I go on that serious radio, too. I'm sure, pretty sure <laughs> I blew that. A podcast that people listen to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even have a podcast. You're like, I'm going to get on a podcast. You know, I'm going to get on it. Podcast. Or, yeah, I'll, I'll be on the podcast. Yeah. <gasps> i got to get on one of them podcasts. Yeah. That's I've my heard, ticket out I've of here. Heard t- have you ever heard tell of this, Paul? Every one of them. Podcast, Paul. It's like a radio show they're recording. <laughs> hey Paul, can you give me some uh, podcast music? Yeah, yeah. Ah, download it, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, the number one podcast yeah, in the nation. Yeah, it's the Nerdist Channel podcast. It's a show you listen to on your phone in the subway, <laughs> <laughs> if you're lucky. Yeah, exactly. Podcast you can download mail. it beforehand. Mailbag, mailbag. <laughs> Let's read the mail podcast, yeah. Hey, Paul, can you use some uh, music for mail? 
It's time for the mail. Reading the mail. Yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't usually uh, doesn't. mouth his own music. It's not. It's not. No. It's not page and plant. <laughs> he doesn't mouth the riffs. Who are we talking about? Here? Paul Shaver. But he doesn't. You know, like do the riffs. And they go. But 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 but. He should. He should start doing that. What mouthing the Jimmy Page riffs? Oh, this I got to see. Oh, okay. Oh, Led Zeppelin. Hey, Paul, got a little Led Zeppelin music there? You're in like the world's most dangerous band, and every time he like cuts you off with that hand movement, you're like, I'm gonna fucking murder this guy one day. I'm gonna fucking murder. Exactly. They just all pull out like 007 fucking like you know. I've been sitting back here playing bass for 30 years. I could play this shit in my sleep. By the way, my name's Will Lee, and I'm so tired of this guy with his closed fist swipe to cut me off. His open shirt. And then like he always hits like a keyboard note after that. It's, yeah. It's like a down, uh, a, a descending glissando. Ooh, wow. <laughs> That's a big word. You think, he laughs, you think he yells at the band after the show? <laughs> You're fucking clams. It's a fucking clam bake. Yeah. You're fired. <laughs> Don't want to talk about you playing well. I want to say you all suck. <clears throat> Every song they play sucks. I think that's kind of the point, maybe, that it's like goofy and sucks. I don't know. I don't think he yells at the band. Paul Shaver seems like a nice man. enough guy. They're all pros. He's right? Canadian. You know, He's Canadian. He's right? not yelling. He means well. <laughs> Paul Schaefer always seemed like yeah. a chill dude. You notice no one has a beard, though. I'll tell he you that. Them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Shave that fucking hair. Yeah, fucking high school band. He's going on stage with me. <laughs> And only I can wear sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> you know what show I haven't watched in a long, long time is this Conan Moonlighting. show. Moonlighting. Moonlighting, that too. The Critic. And uh, I forgot about Conan because he's on TNT or TBS or some shit. Yeah, that's right. He's and on, he went to Israel. He's, he's on TNT. He's dynamite. That show's funny, man. It's still funny. That holds up. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's got Andy. He's on TNT. He's dynamite. <laughs> yeah. I'm w- on tonight. WTNT, Nashville, Tennessee. <laughs> the dynamite. The bomb. <gasps> the fuse. 109.7. I got to say, I was impressed. It's still pretty good. I watched these other late night shows, and uh, they suck. And they Me and suck. Sam watched Conan last night. It was good. Yes, we did. Did you? Mm-hmm. Was, was he still in Israel? No. No. Oh. no I watched him in Israel the other night. Stateside. It was good. Mm-hmm. Conan's good off the cuff interacting with people on the street. That was funny. It's funny. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to say that. I don't know why. Right. Throwing that out. Tune in. Yeah. I forgot. Yeah. I thought he was a, you know, he's like a complete asshole. But I guess so is Letterman, too. Uh, Conan's like a prick, though. He's, he's a like, prick. No, he's, yeah. he's yes, got he that is. Boston, no, like, yeah. He's a prick. Yeah, I can see him being a total dick. He thinks he's a fuck he is. We're all pricks. That's how I know. There's five pricks sitting right here <laughs> right now. He's an asshole. Yeah. yeah. But he's from Boston. Uh, he's not an asshole. He's just a asshole. Yeah. It's Speaking just a default thing. He's not being a dick. He's just kind of like normal. No, he's kind of dicky. Well, okay. I think. I don't know. I've worked for him for 20 years, so.
Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, Conan, speaking of Conan, Conan Neutron on the chat box saying that <laughs> Chris Gethard does have a podcast. God damn it. Of course he does. What, do you want everything? Yeah, Gethard? He's, involved, he's involved in all sorts of media. You're off the case, Gethard. Mm, out of here. Crap. Uh, I also heard he writes for the Sunnyside Post. Leave <laughs> your badge and your gun. <laughs> the, the, uh, the, uh, the wave. Skillman <laughs> Avenue patch. <laughs> What's the Irish newspaper? It's like the home, oh. at home and away or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You write for the home and away. <laughs> for a goof. He's dipping, he's dipping his toe into the uh, Irish diaspora. <laughs> uh. Pat's got a, his computer running with the, every vocabulary word just going on the screen. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that's what I'm yeah, up to. Yeah, that's Trump. the yeah, source. Yeah, Trump. Yeah, Trump. Yeah, Kennedy. In a little while, we're going to have Billy Amendola on the show. <laughs> on the horn. He's going to be calling in. He's uh, from Modern Drummer Magazine. He's played drums with uh, such uh, luminaries as Debbie Gibson, Fred Schneider. Debbie. I want to ask him about that. And at the 9 o'clock hour, we're going to have Ross the Boss from Manowar. He does a little. Uh, he does a little thing for the home and away too. He calls it a paradoodle. A paradoodle. <laughs> He's busy picking stones out of the muds and playing paradoodles. It's paradoodle. <laughs> it's like a limerick, but it doesn't rhyme. Comic section. <laughs> Farming <laughs> dirt. It's like some Irish political cartoon. Yeah, no one little, understands. Yeah, it's a little paradoodle. <laughs> it's a little paradoodle. It's it's Gaelic in that fucked up language. <laughs> We could have Ross the Boss come in with Dean Rispin. We've had Dean on the show before. He's played bass in the Dictator. Well, he does play bass in the Dictators, who have now changed their name to Manitoba, New York City. Because <laughs> our past guest, I guess Andy Chernoff, who we've also had on the show twice, is like they're, they're in a big fight and they sue each other about the name oh. and crap. So oh, I invited him to come in tonight. Did he? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, no. Oh, I didn't know they didn't get along. <laughs> oh, no. Surprise guest. How could this possibly end poorly? <laughs> We're going to have an old school radio battle. Who's that at the door? Yeah. It'll be like Maury Povich. Yeah. <laughs> Two enter, one yeah. leave. Yeah. High holidays. <laughs> yes. Who is, who is it? <laughs> Yes. Oh, who, is who is it? it? Is it's it not gonna? It's Andy Chernoff. <laughs> He's pissed. It's He's man got... cow versus the stooge from 107.5. Man cow and the stooge. Don't stick around for them after the show. <laughs> Grease man. <but> one. <laughs> it's Chips Enough versus Billy Amendola. <laughs> How was Chips last week? Chips Enough Chips was great. Good, he didn't stop talking the entire time. I couldn't get a question in Edgewatch, which, which, is, which is fine. Was that a Tootski thing? He also called women trim about 50 times. That's, so that's, that's, yeah. Oh, that they sounds about right. That's a classy move. I got held up. What a fucking mess. He referred to breasts. He referred to women's breasts as ice cream scoops. My man. Did he? Yes. I forgot about that. Oh, Christ. Oh, I haven't slept all week. In trim, man. <laughs> I got held up by some trim. Sam, what are you doing here? You're sleeping at Pat's house? Uh, yeah, yeah, hanging out at Pat's house and yeah, putting uh, dirty fingerprints all over his nice guitar, sleeping on the pool table. Oh, that that telly of his. Oh, I gotta tell you, that thing is amazing. I got a telly. Uh, Sam, what what is the name of your band? Uh, and, uh, bon Air, yeah, Bon Air. And uh, how are you? How are you guys doing? Uh, we're doing great. Yeah, we're uh, actually writing for the next record. So yeah, yeah, the record's really good. Well, where, thank you. Where can thank we get the Bon Air stuff? Is you it can on get Bandcamp. It is on Bandcamp, and yeah, uh, it's I'm on Bandcamp. Yes, and uh, yeah, you can get Bandcamp, and I will happily ship it up to. How do you spell that? B O N B O N space. No, 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 no space. Yeah, it's B O N A I R uh, dot Bandcamp dot com. Although the actual name of the band is B O N space A A I R. Right, that's it's what I said. Fraunch. Fuck, it's the good air. <laughs> it's maybe, French for fresh air. Yeah, maybe, maybe we can play some of it. Come How did this band break? come about? 
Well, um, the way it came about was I had, um, um, I like I had I'd written a bunch of songs and stuff like that, and that's usually how it starts. That's that is usually how it starts. Yeah, but no, uh, the past May I kind of set myself a challenge to write a song every day in May. I was kind of like listening. Yeah, I remember to, that? Yeah, I was listening to Guided by Voices and and uh, a lot of Magnetic Fields, and I'm like, oh, those guys can just like just pop out songs, and you know, I was just. I was, um, I just really just had, I was just bitten by the muse. I had to write a whole bunch of stuff. So, uh, yeah, I just felt like I had to write a whole bunch of songs. I'm like, okay, I'm, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to set myself a challenge, write one song a day, every day, uh, for this month and see what happens of it. So I was playing, um, I played a solo show of that and, uh, Carter, the drummer, he, um, well, the soon to be drummer, he was tending bar at the Cure Lounge in Louisville, where the PR party Shocker. Was. Yeah, yeah. Shocker, yeah. Drummer was a bartending bar. Drummer was a bartender, yeah. Behind the stick. Yeah, very, yeah. It's, uh, I thought you plucked him out of the Goldman Sachs uh, CEO pool. <laughs> no, I plucked him out of Lord Cartier. That's where we're, yeah. But, um, <laughs> it's a French thing. An aristocrat. Yeah, yeah it's, it's the French thing. It goes along with the Bon Air. Yeah. So, um... <laughs> So yeah, so um, I after he was like, oh, so he in- introduced himself, played some of the stuff from the previous projects he played. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, you're a pretty decent drummer. But then I was going, <laughs> you can count to four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can count to four, just like Didi Ramon, right? Yeah. So um, um, like right after that, I I had a vacation in Manchester, so I'm like thinking about, oh, you know, some now, you know, I, you know, a lot of my biggest influences come from Manchester. It's like. Buzzcocks, Joy Division, all that kind of shit. Right. So I uh, see that your one of your albums is called "Love Will Tear Us Apart," and it actually is almost you have a like, well. It's a, a cover. It was a cover. Oh, it was a cover album. Yeah, it was. It was a cover because it was like I was testing the recording equipment right before it was like April. It was like April thirtieth or, or whatever the fuck of uh, right before I started doing those songs. So it just happened to be. I don't even know why I have that set to public. You're not, you know. But uh, I'm like, oh, I, ju- I just fixed it for you. It's set to public. I put it on right, Facebook. Right. The money will roll right in. Sounds got your yeah. login too. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's password well, Bon Air. Well, there you go. Yeah, it's a free according, download now. Yeah, you dummy. Ac- according to your email too, you owe a lot of bread to uh, the Norwegian cruise line. Payment fast Cruise.com collection. I cruise. <laughs> he's, yeah, he goes too. on yeah. iCruise and, and then yeah, he's, I'm two thousand dollars in arrears yeah. for this cruise. That, cruise yeah. in the They're gonna take yeah. my thumb. <laughs> oh, oh. Don't take my car. Don't take my car. Listen, no, the, no, 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 no. The no. gangster guys look at Mario's dirty thumbnails and I'm like, yeah. you know what? Keep your thumbs. Keep your thumbs. I'm gonna work at something else out. <laughs> Give me your teeth. That's disgusting. They took my thumbs. They took uh, my thumbs. I see you have a new album on here called The Blue Line. Well, by new, I mean the latest album. But the latest album, yeah. We actually recorded it at Arden Studios in Memphis, Tennessee. Ooh, yeah, oh. we're big, we're big, huge big star fans and mm. stuff like that. And it's funny because, like, um, on the title track, The Blue Line, um, uh, the day before we recorded it, um, during that week that we had gone in, um, Andy Hill, who is our engineer, who, by the way, he uh, did the the final Big Star album in space from oh, 2005. Wow. Yeah, so you guys so, must have been like freaking out. Yeah, we we're freaking out. Yeah, so like in, in between, in between, like <laughs> when we were recording. Rec- all right, go ahead. Yeah, no, in between we were doing stuff. Yeah, he would he would bust out all these Big Star mixes and like and and fade out the drums. <laughs> hey, you just, know what a good band sounds like? Check these guys. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. My it's friend like, Alex over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You think you're good? Yeah, li- yeah. Listen to Big Star. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah, like, you want to hear you. that back? You put the and it's it's like uh, I am the cosmos. Like, Come on, man. What the hell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it's solo. Spike up. Yeah, step that shit up. Spike yeah. up. But um, so he's playing this. He's playing this gorgeous red ES three thirty. This Gibson thing. 
And uh, so he's he's playing I'm the cause. He's like, yeah, you know whose guitar this is? I'm like, oh, well, it's probably the studio's, right? And uh, so he he's like, um, you know, still playing I'm the Cosmos. And he's played a bunch of big stuff. He knows all like all the big star songs on the guitar. So I didn't really it didn't really click with for, for me. And he's like, sounds oh, like he wasted a lot of your time. at the, at the Yeah, <laughs> you're on the clock. <laughs> yeah. no, you, know, it, you know, other more interesting projects I've done. <laughs> this one. Yeah. Watch you roll tape. Roll Stop showing me your riffs. Uh, he's like. He's like, oh, no, this is Chris Bell's guitar. And, like, right when he goes up to the uh, solo thing, he hands me the guitar. So Uh. I pick up the guitar, and I pick up the solo from there. And, like, the next day I work up the nerve. I'm like, I got this song, The Blue Line. Is it okay if we track with that guitar? He's like, oh, yeah, yeah. I've been waiting on you to ask for, like, a day now. Wait, you already knew the solo? You knew how to play it and stuff? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm a fan. How long have you been playing guitar? Um, Well, since I was in, like, junior high school. So Look at you. Yeah, yeah. But um, so I used Chris Bell's guitar on that track. And the funny thing, like the the other track that was mixed there, Reverie, um, uh, it just so happened that Alex Chilton's muse, his sort of on again and off again girlfriend at the time. Hey, you want to fuck Alex Chilton's ex-wife? She's here in the studio, (laughs) too. Make it happen. Why don't you have sex with her? Hi, I'm I'm Lisa Aldridge. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, she comes yeah. in the studio. Yeah, she like chats us you know, all up. Yeah, you she- know who used to play this? Elvis. <laughs> hey, you yeah, Chris- who you, yeah, who used to play this? Yeah. Yeah, you want to wear Chris this Bell's underwear while you record this? Yeah, this, is all, this is all fiddle. By the way, all the- <laughs> all these mics were uh, used on the in utero recordings too. Oh yeah, you yeah. knew that. Yeah, it's, it's archival now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> Steve. Archival. Yeah, Steve will back you up on that. Totally. Yeah, <laughs> they're no longer useful as microphones. Yeah. It belongs in a yeah. repository. Own a piece yeah, of history. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Repository was the favorite, my favorite hardcore band that I played it with John Hulan. <laughs> I think Steve Albini's about five minutes away from uh, leaning out the window of a book repository with his driver. <laughs> right I know food. it's the puzzle. So, books depository. Can I play some of this album and take a very quick break? You can break play or? whatever you want. The yeah. books depository. What do you want me to play? You got fourteen <laughs> tracks on here. The the oh, album right the al- fifteen tracks. The album's at a reasonable thirteen bucks. You know what? I'm I'm pretty good well, at math. That's less than a dollar a song. And it's blue vinyl. It's yeah, it is Whoa. clear blue vinyl. Translucent it's blue twelve inch vinyl. It's yeah. really pretty. Yeah, thirteen Good. bucks. Yeah. That's the nice price. Steel, yes, it is, God dude. Yeah. Well, like f- uh, fifteen after shipping, but yeah, fifteen shipped. All right, here's the blue line, Beautiful. and this is uh, actually uh, you playing Chris Bell's guitar. This is me playing Chris Bell's guitar. Awesome. Yeah. That's a Sam Sculton, and we'll be oh, back yeah. very soon. Let's take a quick break. Hit it. I, I I ruined the whole beginning of the show. Sorry, everybody. You're fine. You are totally fine, Hulan. Most boring radio show host. Uh, the weather is super much. Let's quit. Let's quit. Here's Bon Air. Live from the Barrage Radio Note. Back after this. Yeah. All right. Tonight my parties with friends are things of glory. on this train a thousand times. 
going on and uh, nothing's playing for me and uh, thank you for tuning in all right we'll see you right after this all right this one's called virginia
I wonder if this is Billy playing drums. You're going to ask? No, I think he played in the Fred Schneider solo record. Like the 80s. Yeah, back at the...
zone. What the fuck you got me doing up in this highbrow motherfucking art show, man? Shit, that's your problem. You a low-class Negro, man. You don't hear all these rappers talking about Basquiat's and all that shit? Look at that Pollock. It's $50 million. Yeah, you think the motherfucker who painted it got that much for it? Would you gentlemen like to see a painting? Yes, I'd like to rap about more adult things, like paintings. What you got? We have the one Jay-Z always Ooh, talks Yo, zone, about. this shit is cramping my style. Yo, let's just rob this motherfucker if these paintings are worth so much. What's up, nigga? Come here. All right, I'm with that. Hey, Come man. on. Kill me like Basquiat before I choke you with your ass cock Cause round us fine art to get your ass shot Yo, so, let's roll down the dumbo These bourgeois negroes talk about an art show Nah, let's chill in front of Christie's Ready to rob us a snob Buying art without a day job Artists live in poverty and put it in their work Now it's bragging points for bourgeois time for a robbery Everybody drinking wine, eating cheese up in this bitch She just fucking with the hoes Who wants some dick from brothers like us? Classless, black and broke We born a rich bitch and give her ass a Y'all wanna rap about fine art? Roll Sack them at gunpoint and hang them up in a golden cross. Yeah, that's right. Now you can eat your Alright, and we're back live from the broad here on Radio Nope. Thank you, everyone. Quiet on the set. Thank you. We're going to be talking to Billy Amendola. Amendola. In just a few seconds here, I hope. And uh, he was the uh, assistant editor of Modern Drummer Magazine. Jacking for Beats. Who, who, what did we hear there, Pat? That was a Pat Walsh. Uh, it was a block. Patrick Walsh uh, blo- rock block there. Her little J-Zone. It's a whole lot of stuff. A whole lot of stuff. Whole yeah. lot of stuff. Uh-huh. Oh, stuff. yeah. Oh, yeah. Backwards, like, that was uh, J-Zone with Jacking for Basquiat. Yeah. Before that, we heard uh, My Baby Gives It Away by Pete Townsend mm. and uh, Ronnie Lane. Uh, before that, we heard Love Shack by the B-52s gets mm. everybody out on the dance floor. Yeah. Featuring David Lee Roth. Mm. Gets the feet moving, the, those B-52s. Goes out to our Athens peeps. Yeah. <laughs> the Athens contingent. What's that, before that I The can't Athens remember. contingent, yeah. Oh, yeah. All the peeps chilling in normal town tonight. Oh, we heard the Easy Beats doing St. Louis oh, before the, that. The Easy Beats, of course. Um, George Young. George Young, Angus's brother. I got That's you, correct. I got you Easy Beats. Yeah? Yeah, right now. <clears throat> Welcome back to Life in the Broad Channel. Why did I stop no. the music? <laughs> yeah, why? What's so important? Yeah. Uh-oh. Here we oh, go. That's right. What is a... Billy. Hello, Billy. Hey, what's happening, man? How are you? What's up, man? I'm doing good. How you doing? It's John Hulhan from Life in the Broad, and you're on the air. Hey, what's happening, guys? How are you? All right, man. Thanks for calling in. I could tell you from Brooklyn just by your accent, and now I'm going to do it even more because I... It comes out. Oh! You know what... <laughs> You know when you're talking to somebody who has got like the New York accent and it just keeps coming out more, like, and then both of you start doing it more and more. That's that, that's what. I, <laughs> well, Queens, Brooklyn, it's all the same. Yeah, Do you, Bill, Billy, thanks for calling in. Uh, uh, for the audience, Billy Amendola has uh, done a million things. Associate editor of Modern Drummer Magazine. He's played with Debbie Gibson. You played with Fred Schneider. Is that correct too? Yeah, I did. Fred's uh, one of Fred's solo records. Nice. That was uh, that was uh, pretty cool because it was around the peak of uh, B-52s happening. Yeah, that was like 84 or something, right? Yeah, when uh, LIR was still around, actually. <laughs> LIR. So, Billy, uh, obviously, you grew up in the Brooklyn. of the week. Brooklyn, it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely grew up in Brooklyn. Yeah, you still living in Brooklyn? Uh, yep, yep. Did you ever live? Close at- to the city. Did you, did you ever live anywhere else for work, or you were just like, ah, screw them, they can, uh, they can come to uh, me? I lived, in, I lived in Manhattan for a while, I lived in Staten Island, oh, um, yeah. and then I toured, oh. and then 
back and forth to Brooklyn. How'd you end up in Staten Island? You were in hiding. Uh, it was on the mattress. Uh, well, uh, that was—I mean—we're going back now, uh, thirty years, thirty years ago. Yeah. How old? Do, uh, do you mind uh, if I ask your age, Billy? I'm going to be sixty in December. Wow! Wow! Nice job. I'm an old fucking man. Nah, <laughs> nah come on, you made it this far. That's a good. It's an achievement. Yeah, cool. you know what? This is how I feel now. I feel like uh, I want to get old. When I was younger, I, you know, it was like you, nobody wanted to be old, but like now I want to be old. I want to be 100 years old and still driving people crazy. <laughs> there you go. You know, it's 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 it's. I, I always think it's an interesting question that, like, you know, as a session kind of guy and a guy who went through all this stuff, like, how does a guy like you come out okay and not like, you know, I'm, I'm sure you've seen. A ton of your peers get messed up on drugs and just burnt out from touring and stuff, but you're still just going on. You seem to have like a regular life. What's the secret? Uh, well, uh, my wife kind of keeps me in check. Uh, every go. once in a while, she'll uh, cheer me down. She'll she'll remind me that you know that I'm you know not not, not as cool as I think I am. <laughs> um, that helps, and then I have a son to 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 chime in on that, so so that helps a little. Mm-hmm. But it's basically, uh, uh, you know, I, I still, you know, I still, I, I'm still a kid at heart. I still do do what I'm, I'm still doing the same thing. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but I'm still doing the same thing that I basically did since I'm 14 years old. That's and right. are you, are, do you ever see yourself just stopping playing music and quitting, or are you just going to ride it until? You know, you can't do it. No, well, it's all different forms. Like, I don't play live. Like, I would never tour, of course, because my body could never handle that now. Mm. Um, And I I don't play as much as I used to, although now my band is recording a new album. Um, I've been playing a little bit more here and there, but, you know, I would never stop playing or writing music. No, that'll never happen. Do you guys have a name for the album, and where can people uh, check it out? Uh, well, we, we, we're in the middle of finishing up. There's uh, three more songs to go, but if you go to uh, Mantis Online, and Mantis is spelled M-A-N-T-U-S. M-A-N-T-U-S. So Mantis, yeah, M-A-N-T-U-S. That's how we spell the band, uh, Mantis. Uh, if you go to mantisonline.com, there's two songs there that you can preview and uh, take a listen to, and uh, I think there's even something to pre-order the record when the record finally does come out. Uh, I think that's on there as well. But, yeah, you can preview two songs. And I don't know if you know the history of the band. In the, in the 70s, we had a couple of top three top ten dance records. But this record, we went back to our roots, which is pop rock. Yeah. So there's no dance music on this on this album. And uh, did we, Back then, when you, when you were playing the dance music, were you known as like a disco drummer like oh yeah, yeah we were we were a popular disco <laughs> band at the time you know the, the fun house studio 54 we you know we did we did we played all those places did all those rounds oh and, man how much cocaine was going around then but that must have been crazy oh man i i, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know your audience one. age but uh <laughs> we, we definitely had a you know it snowed a lot only my <laughs> <laughs> nice hitting the slopes at Studio Fifty Four. Hitting the slopes. <laughs> now you're. Uh, are you also? I mean, I could tell you stories about being in a DJ booth with you know cocaine around the record while the records were playing and being in the DJ booth <laughs> just... and everybody just taking their turns as the record was spinning. You know, but, it seems uh, inefficient. <laughs> it was. Uh, it was good times. Yeah. You know, but in this business, you have to know when to stop. That's that's yeah. that's the key. And what, what you mentioned about seeing you know people not make it and you, you, you know you have to you have to know when 
and how much to, you know, moderation and, and when to stop, because you, you can't party your whole entire life nonstop. It's impossible. Were you always a moderate guy, or was there a point where you're like, all right, this is enough. I got to I gotta just chill out and, and, and not do this anymore? Um, no, we pretty much all, all pretty level-headed, and uh, we all grew up together. The band, like, we were like brothers, so we kind of all kept each other in check. So if one guy was getting a little out of hand, you know, you had you had three other guys to say, hey, calm yeah. down, relax. Now, what was your role at uh, the magazine Modern Drummer? Of course, everyone knows the magazine Modern Drummer. At Modern Drummer, I mean, I've been there 20 years now, and uh, I'm one of the editors. There's four editors. I'm one of the editors. And um, I, I do interviews, and you, know, I used, I, uh, you name it, anything that's, that's related to drums and drumming. You know, we, we all have our departments that we take care of uh, each month in the magazine because it's a monthly magazine. How How's the magazine doing with the advent of the internet and stuff? Is, is it is it is it tougher now that you don't probably sell as many physical copies of the magazine? Or? Yeah, it's it's. I'm not gonna lie. It's. It, I mean, people complain that it, it got smaller. I mean, it got smaller because there's less advertisement going on. You know, back in the day, if people would take out three ads, there's really no need to do that anymore. You, you, know, you only need one ad, and then kind of direct people to your website. But the only problem with the World Wide Web, as we all know, and, and I'm a big fan of, of the web, but uh, there's no money to be made on the web. So, you know, the younger generation grew up with free music and everything at their disposal and click of a button. So it's kind of hard, um, you know, to, to compare the two. But uh, we have a digital archive that we just released, and that's like all 42 years now of modern drama that you can get. Oh, man. And that's a pretty cool thing. I, I mean, I, I waste time myself because I'll, I'll go back to do a little research on something, and then I start looking at the ads that ran, and then I'm like, oh, man, what happened to this guy? I wonder what happened to this And then I click <laughs> it, and then I go to another page, and I'm like, oh, wow, remember this? And it's like, so the archive is pretty cool, and, and it's a the younger generation's picking up on that, which is a great thing. I mean, that's what we did it for mainly, um, because they can learn about all these guys that they have heard about all these years, and now they could go back and you know read anything and everything. I mean, you could put somebody's name in, and then and any time they will mention in the magazine, it'll come up. Right. Where can you I, find I, that? I don't know how to spell Greg Bissonette, but I'm going to try. I'm sure it's. <laughs> you know, I, I'm more interested. I swear to God, I, I used to love Modern Drama magazine, and I haven't read in a while, to be honest with you. But I I, I love it. like it's so interesting to me. Interesting to me, even like the drummers that weren't like my bag guys that I was like, okay, I'm not really into the band and stuff. I love reading about like how they go about the, their business. And it, I don't know why it's just very interesting. To me. Well, yeah, because it, it's a human interest. I mean, it's, it's, you know, some things you can relate to and some things you kind of say, Oh, I do that. Well, Oh, I should do that. You know? So it's, uh, you know, it's not just about the band. It's also about the person and, you know, the drummer as a person as well. Is your son, uh, is he into music at all? How old? Is he? Oh yeah, he's uh, he, he's uh, he, he's one of those. He plays every single instrument. He produces. He writes. He engineers. He has his own label. Oh, that's God. actually that's funny because uh, uh, John, who was quizzing you up, this is Patrick now, by the way. But John was saying to me uh, before we were on the air, uh, John, being a percussionist, his uh, his kid, I do is play the starting to get into it occasionally. 
and he's like, what, what, what would you think would be the best way to get a kid started on the whole thing? Like, should he just get a practice pad or like a trap kit? Or No, you want to put him right on the drums and get him playing along to records and watching YouTube videos. I mean, nowadays, see, I get videos all the time. People send me hundreds of videos a week of these five-year-olds and 10-year-old kids. And yeah. they're, they're, they're playing with these amazing chops and everything. And it doesn't impress me because nowadays what the kids have you know, available to them they should be that good. But the, the the thing is, you know, drumming is not a sport, so it doesn't matter how fast you can play and, and, and all these fancy chops. I mean, it's, that's a good thing to practice when you're by yourself. But, I mean, if you want to work in this business, you've got to learn to play songs. Yeah. And you've got to, you know, learn to play with other people. And that's the bad thing that's going on now because people lock themselves, they watch these YouTube videos and they lock themselves in a room and they just play by themselves. And that's not, you know, that's good to a point, but you've got to get out and play with people. Well, when well, you interact, when you're there, is, there is there is a big problem with uh, the analog versus digital debate. Uh, just not not that you know how it sounds, but the approach of it. That you know, I mean, you know, well, that wasn't perfectly in time, but yeah, but it had feel. Well, back when you were playing with like Debbie Gibson and stuff, you had to play with a click track and everything. So that was right, didn't you? I mean, it sounds like yeah, that was playing on top of machines and playing with machines and making the drum machines sound like real drums and. You know, there was a point where every, everything was. It, most records are made on a click anyway. Except, do, you, do you hate uh, it? Do you hate that? Back, you in, you know, back in the day, uh, you know, a lot of the rock records weren't. And uh, but when the dance music scene, when the dance music started happening, I mean, that 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 had to be. I mean, the first couple of dance records, they didn't have click tracks as much. But once the machines came in, then it, that that was it. Everything was locked. How, how do you how do you feel about playing with a click track? Is it just business as usual for you, or would you rather just uh, you know kind of rock it out without it? Mm, it's according to it's according to what type of music and what we're doing. It's sometimes I I mean I'm so used to playing with a click track, and when drum machines came out, I embraced it. I I, I was one of the guys that like you know all the other drummers were running scared and saying, oh no, this is it. We're never going to work again. Our lives <laughs> are over. But I was like, oh man, this is fucking great. I could program a beat and then I could go on the other side now and help write the song. Right. So the drum machine kind of like really helped me to develop as a, as a better songwriter in the long run. Going so back, going back, I, I kind of like it. Just going back to because I need uh, personal advice. Going back to fashion's question, since my kid's just starting out, I thought maybe I should like just start him out with the snare drum and not like give him all the drums to like overwhelm them and learn like the rudiments on the snare first but you're saying i should just set up the kit and have him play along with the song yeah exactly yeah yeah because you know, he, he's gonna learn that he's gonna he's gonna learn the rudiments as he gets used to playing the drums do you teach i i i, I haven't i taught for a while I, I taught for many years and then i haven't but i do have a family of three uh kids i call them little z's it's uh two brothers and, and a sister and they range from uh, eight to fifteen or sixteen. Yeah, and uh, I, I I give them lessons. Uh, I, I teach them. So what's the, and actually one of them just got. She was all excited because she got into the band in school. She wanted to play drums, and I said, "Don't tell them that you take lessons from me, and don't <laughs> bring up my name, and just tell them yes, I know how to play the drums a little bit." And she aced it, and she's gotten to the band. What what is the, as a teacher? What would be the first thing you would tell a kid? that was just coming in who's never hit a drum in their life? Uh, first thing I would do is just teach him how to play a straight beat because um, coordination is the whole thing with drums. If, yeah. if you can't have all four limbs playing something different, independent from each other, then 
not that I would say you're never going to play drums, but it's going to be a little bit harder. Yeah, easy on the Def Leppard jokes, pal. You know, that's not that's not right. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, when I, I, mean, I, I love Brick. I remember when I was 14 I, and I was learning how to play the drum set kind of like by myself, that I would just, I, I got the beat this, boom, bap, boom, bap, and then I couldn't get the coordination to like add anything, and I go, well, I'm just, I'll just play this from, from, from in perpetuity. But then one day, like it clicks, right? Like you get everything yeah. together. Like one day, you're like, oh, it's, it, it all starts to come together, and it's a beautiful. It all comes thing. together, and then muscle memory as well. Yeah. And then later on, that's where you develop learning about the rudiments, because then you say, oh, wait a second, he's playing a triplet here, and yeah. then you automatically know what that is so you understand it so it's easier to figure out oh this is what he's doing was there a drummer that you uh was your hero that you emulated when you were young oh yeah the i mean like everybody my age you know ringo of course once i saw the beatles you know i wanted to be every beatle but i you know i gravitated towards the drums in ringo of course and then uh my dad played trombone in the big bands um when he was younger before he got married and uh, started a family so he turned me on to Buddy Rich, of course. He used to let me mm -hmm. stay up and watch Buddy Rich whenever he was on Johnny Carson. And to this day, people are still trying to figure out what Buddy did because, oh, you know, he, it's he, it's, technically he's just, I mean, it's just, it's just amazing. Sometimes you but watch for it. for me, it was Ringo and, and, and Hal Blaine. You know, Hal Blaine, I didn't realize that Hal Blaine was like 20 of my favorite drummers. <laughs> what, about, uh, what about Gene Krupa? Mm. Gene Cooper, I used to watch uh, Sal Mineo in the Gene Cooper story. I mean, I like Gene Cooper, but uh, Gene to me was, you know, Buddy was a little bit more technical, and and to me, um, you know, it's like the Stones and the Beatles kind of thing. People yeah. always do that, Cooper or Rich, you know. Well, they did I mean, battle. I appreciated Gene Cooper, and he was the, he was more of a showman, and he brought showmanship to drumming, and brought the drums up front. But to me, when it came to like actually technically playing stuff that was mind blowing and revolutionary, it was definitely Buddy. Yeah, Buddy Rich seems to have like a when you watch him play, he's got like some he's got something to prove, like almost a vendetta, and he plays he plays in a a uh, you know a jazz kind of improv way where like you're like why why did he think of this? I don't understand how the guy's brain works. It makes no sense. Yeah, well, he never read music, so yeah. he kind of uh, that that was in a way that 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 helped him. You know, people thought that was going to hurt him, but in a way that helped him because he didn't play like anybody else. No boundaries. Are you still uh, are you still doing uh, like studio work, or, like for hire and stuff like that? Or no, not really. I mean, no, no, no one nowadays with all the, uh, uh. the sample loops and 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 you know all, everything that you have out. It's it's uh, plus I don't have the time to to do it as as much as I used to. Um, I, I just, I just basically like concentrating. If I, if I do have the time to play, then I want to concentrate on, you know, mostly on my own stuff. It's, uh, it's, it's tech talk here because I want to know, <laughs> like, do you, since you're a Buddy Rich fan, do you play a uh, traditional grip? Like my drum teacher used to play trad grip and I'm like, I can never get the hang of it. I can, can actually. Yeah. You know, I, I still play traditional. I mean, once in a while I'll flip the stick over to play match grip if I'm just slamming on two and four, but I'm, I'm way more comfortable <laughs> playing traditional than I could play quicker and do some more fancy if I want to show off a little bit. Last I week, play traditional. <laughs> I just saw uh, the, the ten years after, and the only original member I think was the drummer, and uh, even though the bass player was probably eighty years old and he kicked out, they had some young kid doing the Alvin Lee parts. But the drummer would play trad grip like for the regular beats, and then switch over to match grip to play like some fancy stuff. I thought that was pretty cool. Mm. 
He, yeah, because especially if he's uh, well, unless he, you know, as he got older, he got bored of playing traditional yeah. and then just starts to, <laughs> to keep his chops up, you know, just because I find that myself. Like I was never, I'm not one to sit down and practice. I never was. Yeah, I, I was always in a band. So if the band was practicing, that was my practice. Or the band was playing, that 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 was my practice. I, I very rarely do I just go down and just put something on and say, or open up a drum book and say. Oh, I'm going to practice this today. I, I just, that's yeah. just not me. Well, it's like riding a bike kind of too. And, and when you were in bands, you're probably playing five days a week anyway or something. Yeah, playing five sets a night. I mean, that's how you get your, that's, that's, an... that's, that's, that's your practice. Playing, <laughs> yeah. playing built hotels and playing, you know, dive bars and playing everywhere you can play and playing five, six practice sets a night. Doing. Yeah, you're playing five sets a night. The last thing you want to do is go back to the bus and like whip out the practice pad and do paradiddles. <laughs> Screw that. Well, you know, let me tell you something. A lot of guys did do that. Yeah. You know, <laughs> a lot of guys guys did do that they 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 practiced non-stop you know or schooled musician i mean you went to school to learn you know to play drums which i'm not saying you know i don't want to say anything bad about school school is a great thing but yeah. you know that that just wasn't me yeah I, I tried it for a year and i you, dropped the fuck out do you think there's a certain point where there's diminishing returns when you do when you do that when you go uh, rehearse afterwards um no, I mean, I mean, I don't. It's it's hard to say. Like you know, how much practice is too much practice? It's probably you know, it's always good to practice, and if, you know, if that's what you're into, that that's your thing. You know, me, I mean, you know, I was chasing girls, or the girls were chasing me after we played. So there was no way I was going to play the drums. You know, <laughs> I played. The, I already played the drums. You know, for for a couple of hours now, the and then I didn't have to play the drums is... until the next day, the next night. Yeah. <laughs> you know how I could get to Carnegie Hall? Yeah, we know. Yeah, yeah, practice. <laughs> I'll tell you, Billy, I'll or, tell you. Or take the train to 57th Street. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll take that route. I, I'll tell you a quick, uh, very quickly, a funny story I got on the Long Island Railroad, which I take to work, and I swear to God, there were a bunch of horn players singing the seats, and they asked me, seriously, how do you get to Carnegie Hall? And I, I go, are you guys kidding? <laughs> and we all had a great laugh. It was the best thing that ever happened. I'm like, I looked up at the sky. Like, I don't, I'm not a religious you man. Like that I'm like, why have you given me this gift, Lord? That I, you, Enjoy I, it, my son. I can't even answer it. It's ridiculous. And so every time somebody tells that joke right now, those guys are telling somebody this story. Right. They probably did it on purpose, those <laughs> bastards. What would you think of the movie Whiplash? <laughs> Uh, Whiplash was good, and talking about Buddy Rich, you know, he had a lot of music in that movie. I mean, you know, it, it was it's a, it's a movie, so they you know they had to they had to take it a little bit over the top. Um, but uh, you know, I, I I thought it was good, and, and it and, and inspired some people to play drums, which was really important. And uh, it it wasn't only for drummers, so I like that because uh, I like documentaries and, and and music films and movies that don't just concentrate just on one thing. Um, so I, I, I thought it was, I thought it was good. I thought it was pretty good. Did you ever There's have a the... film out now called Hired Gun that, um, Fran Shrine is the director and, uh, Liberty DeVito, Kenny Aronoff and Rudy Sarzo, um, oh. Steve Lukat. I mean, every hired gun that you can name is, it's all about being a hired gun. I highly recommend that everybody watch this film and you don't have to be a musician to enjoy it. What's it called? Hired gun. Hired gun. It's called hired gun. Hired gun. In the, Bro- yeah. in the Brooklynese, hired gun. Hired gun. Hired gun. Did hired you? Gun. You, didn't, you never had to like. Uh, fi- <laughs> you ever find yourself in like the elder statesman um, role in the band, you know, by accident, and you had to yell at everybody? 
Uh, come on, uh, these well, kids well, don't know what they're I'm, doing. I, I'm the young. I'm Get off my the bus. The, I'm the youngest in the band, uh, but I still yell at everybody. That could be pretty sad. And because I'm the youngest, I get away with it. <laughs> Do you still? Uh, what, what's the most rewarding musical experience you've had in your uh, illustrious, legendary career? By the way, we're talking to Billy Amendola. Uh, highlight, like a highlight. What would be a highlight? Uh, like you know, what if you had to do one job that you've done already? Who would you like stick with? You're like, oh man, this is fun. It was easy. There's no stress, and I got to like. Um, you know, express myself artistically. Or yeah, perhaps yeah. your son being born. Tell us <laughs> a highlight. A highlight is good. <laughs> Thank you. Um, highlight would probably be I sat in uh, with Ringo and the All-Stars. Oh, and man. I, and for a little help from my friends, I played percussion. Wow. Um, that, that was pretty cool because not, not only was it Ringo, it was Steve Lukather and Todd Rundgren and oh, Greg Bissonette and uh, <laughs> Greg Rowley <laughs> and... Uh, Richard Page. Nice. And, uh, I love you. I love Utopia. Warren. Todd Rundgren is. Uh, well, when the first Beatles albums came out, how old a, a, of a kid were you? I was seven. You were seven, and you were you were listening to those albums at that age. It was on the well, radio. I, I saw the Beatles at TV? seven on Ed Sullivan, and then that kind of struck my yeah. interest. And then I used to set up like every you know everyone my age the same thing. After see the Beatles, you used to, you know set up these makeshift drum kits made out of pillows or yep. buckets or yeah. I, hampers I, I, or you know whatever you could I hang the, on i and, used a textbook you know, and, in my foot and a sneaker and a, like a textbook and a fan i used to hit the fan for the symbol i had it like a electric fan I yeah i mean yeah. i used to wear out the the my my parents the sofa the armchairs because <laughs> I used to be, that used to be like you know my stand room or whatever here's your dad but, he's um, like i had enough of them paradiddles for christ's exactly. sake exactly but then at 10, I got, fills. you know, my first real drum set, and by 10 years old, it was 1967, so nice. Sgt. Pepper had just come out, Magical Mystery Tours just, just uh, came out. I mean, almost every, you know, Hendrix, I mean, Cream, a, 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 the Rascals, 67, as a matter of fact, Modern Drummer did a, a special issue um, not that long ago, a couple of issues back, maybe four or five issues back, on the birth of classic rock drumming, and it was all about 1967. So... That's just when I started, like, got my drums and started playing along to records. So, you know, I grew up on all that stuff. And then 67, then two, a couple of years later, Zeppelin was out, Deep Purple was out. I mean, everybody was out. And by the time I was 14, I was already on the road. That's Wow. Cool. Holy cow. You know, Did you have to get, like, a letter from your parents to <laughs> allow you to play at the clubs? Or it was just... Well, like my, you know, and I think about it now. You know, no cell phones back then. and Not yeah. calling home. I, 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 I drove my mom crazy. My dad kind of understood because, you know, he... he 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 was very supportive. And he, yeah, of course. Like he, said, he, he was just played, happy to so get those drums out of the house. He, he kind of knew, but we were, you know, like I said, we, we were all like brothers. So we all grew up together. We all lived like in walking distance of each other. We were together all the time. So to go on the road, um, I used to. Sometimes I was so young that I would I would play, but then I'd have to leave. I wouldn't be allowed to stay at the place. I'd have to just come in to yeah. play, and then I'd have to leave because I was too young. You get a lot, but, and, but that's cool. Your dad supported you and everything. He didn't give you a hard time. I mean, you, you know, his dad was a yeah. A, no, a my, big my, band my parents, director. my parents were very supportive. Right, your nice. your dad's my, a musician. My dad was like, "You gotta go feed them hogs." Is what he used to say to me. And he whipped me. 
drums. Everybody who came over was like, "Oh, you play <laughs> drums? You got to have something to fall back on." I'm like, "Well, they actually well, yeah, well, in that, hindsight, I mean, it's great they, advice." They used to remind me about they used to remind me about that because then when I got into high school, I was already on the road for a couple of years, and then we were getting better and you know more and more better gigs. So for me, going to high school was kind of like a waste of time because when I got out of high school, I you know I want I was gonna I, I knew I was gonna play music so. I would, you know, I would take off at a month at a time and be on the road and then come back to school, you know, and some of my teachers were cool because they even would come see me play sometimes and my parents became friends with the dean because I was always in the dean's office and so so I got I got I got away you know I got away with I guess more than than I should have yeah, I mean you know, for, for they kept saying to me this is what you want to do you're great at what you're doing then you know you can always go to school Four, right, right. 14 you're, what are you a freshman in high school that's how old my son. Um, no, I, when I was on, I was on the uh, yeah I was just becoming I was like in 8th grade when I when I started like going away and when Jesus. I say going away like you know go to New Jersey but at 14, going away to New Jersey for a couple of days or Connecticut, you know, that yeah. was, you know, that was going away. Um, and you were the kid. And then, and these and, older and then guys. As, as I got older, you know, then, then we started to, like, travel. We went to Canada. We stayed in Canada. We, you know, we went to Michigan. I mean, we, we started to really travel. And then when the records came out, that's when we, you know, we went to Europe. We, we traveled everywhere. Wow. How, how old were you when you start touring Europe? Well, when I was uh, 19, turning 20, when the first record came out. Wow. So that's that's when I was on the road. And then, unfortunately, my, my dad passed away in 79, just as our first album came out. So ah. it was kind of bittersweet because um, the day of his funeral was the day that they started playing our songs on the radio. Oh, man. Oh, that's, that's right. And, I, you know, coming from an Italian family, my mom, uh, you know, there was hundreds of people here for his wake and funeral, and my mom was like, no no TV, no, you know, no yeah. no radio, yeah. no, no. But we were like, Ma, guess what? It's a and big then, day. you know, my friends were outside with their Cadillacs, and everybody was playing. <laughs> so you have to tell your mom. song all day long on the radio, and what, we were like, what you're, town like are you you're like, Ma, listen, we got to play the radio. Everyone else is taking pictures of Pop in the coffin. It's weird. It's an Italian funeral. They're busy kissing him. Let's let's listen to a song. Thank you. Yeah. You so. should write and I and script. I knew and I knew, you know, that, you know, I knew what he believed in, so I I, I didn't feel like I was, yeah. you know, doing do you, anything wrong. Do you think that he knew he was, that that uh that uh he was proud of you before that? Like Oh, without a doubt. I mean, yeah. cuz so that's they, good. We, our first album was called uh, Midnight Energy. So the while he was still alive at at midnight they usually they would there would be two songs t connection had this song called after midnight and we had a song called midnight energy so every weekend on a friday or saturday night it would be one of those two songs that at they midnight. would play at midnight wow, wow. so he did get to hear i mean i i could picture it still picture it in my head you know I, him by the radio over the transistor and you know bopping his head and looking at me like man you're on the radio yeah, it's cool. He, well, he's a musician himself, right? You said he's, he's a trombone a player. Yeah, a big so, so yeah, so I, I, I know, I, I know, I you know, I know he was proud of me. Yeah, oh, that's, that's good, nice. Man. That's nice. What, where, where are you from in Brooklyn? Be, uh, can I say Bensonhurst, <laughs> Bay Ridge? Where are you guys from? Uh, I'm right now. I'm in Borough Park. No, but where did you grow is, up? I, I grew up in uh, in Borough Park here, and then uh, Bay Ridge, yeah. Bensonhurst. I went to school. Yeah. I went to New Utrecht. 
high school. Right, do you have right such, a, heart of such a connection to the neighborhood that after all the success and all the uh, you know different gigs you have and stuff, they end up living in the same well, neighborhood? Well, I used to have to hide sometimes because people used to, you know, they found out where I lived. And then at first I thought it was cool, but then <laughs> after a while it was like, oh, man, somebody's ringing the bell. They want to talk to you. Know, <laughs> tell, tell them I'm not here. I'm not. I'm away. I'm on the road. You know, it's like because it, it got a little, you know. Hey Billy, just want to do your car. People, yeah, people sometimes don't don't get that part of you know they don't teach you that part of of being in the music business. Bunch of shooters want to play stupid. And that's why a lot of people balls. turn to drugs and, and and all these things because they you know they don't teach you that part. Did you have people you're, you're coming to your house? You're only playing an hour a day, but you're hanging out the other twenty three hours. Yeah. So mm. you know that's, that's rough. You don't get taught what to do in those twenty three hours. Yeah, you know you're so right. It's in that one hour you know exactly what to do. And you do your job, and then the next 23 hours, you're in a van smelling farts, doing drugs, or having sex with some chick, and it's no one tells you how to do it, especially when you're 18. Yeah, you get to sleep a little bit. Like, oh, man. Yeah, well, well, that's the thing. It's like, you know, you, you, you think it's all sex, drugs, and rock and roll. I mean, it is all sex, drugs, and rock and roll, but like I said, you, you got to, you know. There's a lot of down. Moderation. A lot of. <laughs> moderation. A lot of downtime on tour, and, and downtime, you know, leads to. I don't either, yeah, it either, could lead to trouble. You get to try to sleep, or you get in trouble. And uh, yeah, know. do you ever get so, in, like so fights? When, on the, oh, go go ahead. Start, Sorry. When we start to get a little bit of the fame, you know, nobody teaches you about that either. You know, all, all of a sudden, you know, you, people look at you differently. You know, even though you're the same person. You know, even now, like I don't know why you guys wanted to have me on. We have no fucking clue. I mean, I'm on it. Fair enough. Are you kidding me? Billy, we're on it that you would do the show. We, we're, I, I'm delighted beyond belief, man. I talk drums with you all day, brother. You're listening to no, drum talk with John I mean, I mean, you know, I figured out they want me. When Joe called, I was like, why? They, they want to bring their ratings down? I mean, like, what are they going to talk to me about? Like, why they want to talk Why they want to talk to me? The only person who listens is my dad, and he's tuned in. And our ratings can't get any lower. Right. The, book, the, the books just came out. <laughs> and I don't think, uh, you know, I, I think it went up when you're on, man. Hey, dude, I, I appreciate you yeah, taking the time to call. Are you kidding me? You're it's a legend. No, you're I, a legend, I appreciate Billy. that you guys wanted to ha have me on. You know, it's uh, like I said, you, you guys got some great Ross coming on and Dean. I mean, you know. Screw those guys. Wait, 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 They're outside drinking beer waiting. Like, when's this guy getting off the we're air? We're making them wait <laughs> in the backyard. <laughs> yeah, they can wait. They can, they can listen to my wife ramble on. They're in the green there. room. <laughs> we got pizza for them. How, how was it recording with Fred Schneider? Is he the nicest guy ever? I've met him like three times just happenstance in like the city. Who's that? Fred Schneider, what was it like recording drums with him? Like stepping. Oh, Fred! Foot? I mean, Fred was great because Bernie Worrell produced that record. Ooh, he's and, good. Uh, and uh, you, know, you know, just working with Bernie was that. That I mean, that was that was great in itself as well. And Fred, Fred was great. I mean, uh, you know, he was happy because B52s were very successful at the time. And uh, the song that I played on, I played on two songs. I don't remember. I think this world's a mess was one, but the other one, the one that I played on. Um, was a duet. It was called "It's Time to Kiss." It was a duet with him and Patti Labelle. Oh wow! So you have and, like your hero producer Patti Labelle and Fred Schneider in the studio. Yeah, I mean, but when I did the session, Patti wasn't there because she did her, she did it uh, she did her vocals at a different time. Ah. But um, when I did that record, I was doing it was way after the band, and I was doing studio work. That's when I was like really doing tons of studio work. So it was one session after the other. But when I when I did that. That was I knew that was going to be a good session, 
and it was on Warner Brothers, and Fred was really popular, and I was like, wow, when this record comes out, this is really gonna, this is gonna be amazing. And then the record came out and didn't really do anything. <laughs> yeah. um, came and went, and I think now you could buy it for like you know ninety nine cents somewhere. Saint <laughs> right. Mark's unfortunately, sounds. you know, but. <laughs> Who, but um, who is you know, it? and uh, I mean, but but it was cool. I mean, you know, it was it was it was cool. And then the Debbie Gibson thing. I mean, that that was very cool because no one knew that that record was gonna. You know, I I, I that was just another session. Fred Zarr was the producer. Fred Zarr used to be the keyboard player for Madonna and Whitney Houston. How old are you on a Debbie Gibson? You're in your twenties, and she's like sixteen, seventeen. Uh, I'm like twenty nine. She was like fifteen. Right. Mm -hmm. You're so under arrest, I, I went sir. to the studio just, you know, Fred was, I was doing a lot of stuff with Fred at the time. He was doing a bunch of different records, and this was just another record. And he said to me, this 15-year-old kid's got this major deal with Atlantic Records, and, you know, we're gonna, I'm, I'm producing the album. How'd you get the and call? I was like, cool. How'd you get, like, how does that happen? Um, I was, I've been working with Fred uh, over the years, so right. I, I knew Fred when he was with Madonna. No, but the Debbie Gibson stuff, like, how do you end up playing on that record? From Fred Zaw. Oh, who right. produced the album? Oh, okay. I yeah, he was, he was Madonna. And, he was Madonna when he used to keyboard player, and then we knew each other. We had done some work together. Now, do you and still do you still get producing. a you still get a check for like twenty five cents every every like day or something from the Debbie Gibson songs? Or did you... nah, when nah. you see that's God the thing that people don't understand. This is like I like I do lectures now. I've been doing a couple of lectures with this uh, group called the Sessions, and uh, at, at colleges and. You know, these are all things that 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 should be taught because no no one, like I said, no one teaches these, these kind of things. When you're a studio musician, you're paid to go that day, play what you're told to play. Right. If you're asked to come up with an idea, maybe you can, but most of the times you're not asked. So you don't like that? I would like to. Has. I would like to take the entire thinking out of it. I always want to be like a background singer or just but show up and play like the beat on the drums. There's a but, like, John. You don't get paid. Right, right. You, you get paid for that day. I mean, I got paid pretty well for that day, but that was it. But who who oh. was to know that 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 record was going to sell three million? Copies? Right. But what about like you know like the guys in like the wrecking crew and stuff like that? They didn't. They they have no piece. They just got a per, uh, a day's pay, and that was it. That was it. Bam. Even even now, when you're a studio musician, you just get hired. You, you know you. You're a hired gun. Yeah, gotta, you guys got to watch that film. It's Thanks. really, really so, important. Oh, no, that yeah. watch it. that's you, a, that's a good one. Do yep. you advise these college kids that you go talk to that as a session musician you can negotiate part of it or you can't? Well, now you can. I mean, if you if you're the thing about being a, a session musician is it's nowhere near like what it was because no no one could afford. There's no budgets like there used to be, so no one's really hiring musicians. And nowadays, the, the bad part of 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 the whole web thing is. Everybody thinks they're musicians, you know, and everybody has a studio, so everybody thinks if you press a couple of buttons, you know, you're, you're writing a song. But, you know, that's, that's, that's not the way it works. But if you're hired to do sessions, like some of the guys that still do sessions, like Sean Pelton and Will Lee, and like, I mean, guys that, that, that are hired to do sessions, yeah. they're basically being hired because people know already what they're capable of. Kenny Aronoff, you know, yeah. they're going to call these people in. They, they, they kind of know, okay, I want... I want I want you to play a you know a two and four here solid rock beat right here, you know they you're pretty much told what what you're going to play because you you don't even know the song that you're playing so you have no idea where it's going to be and nowadays you really have no idea because sometimes they're doing drums and there's nothing else on there there might be one little scratch guitar or one little scratch bass track 
and that's it. Wow. So you wow. really have, and then they chop it up and they use the same parts in choruses, verses. I mean, you know, it's it, it's a totally different thing. So I don't, I don't but think back that in man. The day, back in the day, you you came in, the producer was in charge. You just kept your mouth yeah. shut and d- did what the producer said. If the producer asked you, yeah, you know, this is not really working. What would you do here? Then, you know, <laughs> you would try something, and he would either say, nah, go back to the way it was, or, oh, I like that, do that. Yeah. But that's, as far as the drama, that's not really helping writing the song. Now, if you're in the studio and you lay down the drum track and then you're sitting back and you're finished, your part's done, and the bass player now is doing his thing and you're in the studio, and now all of a sudden the producer turns to you and says, I'm not feeling this bass line. Do you hear a bass line? And you give him a bass line, then you're writing that song. Right. Yeah. Did they try to tiptoe around that? Melody. Like, try, it, it was there a way to like ask you without really asking you like if like, how do you play? Oh that? no, there's tons of. I mean, going back, you know, go, going back to what what we were talking about before with cocaine. I mean, I'll tell a story. <laughs> real story. Producers back in the day, especially because I was doing so many 12 inch remix dance uh, remixes at the time. <laughs> so I sometimes I was only playing cymbals because I wanted the drum machine to sound like drums. So I was and only these playing like, hi hat and cymbals. These were like records like a DJ would have. Right. Yeah. So producers would come in and they would they would book you for like three hours. The three hours would go by and you know you you, you want to you know you're there so you're doing your thing so maybe you'd stay another hour or whatever. But then what they would do is they would dump a bag of cocaine on the console, and they would say, i got to make a phone call. I'll be back. You guys keep doing what you're doing. And they would leave. I see what they're And then to. we would wind up, like, writing the song and finishing the song because we would be all jacked up, and we would be like, whoa, this is fucking great. Next thing we know, like, six hours went by. We wrote the guy's song, and then he's all happy. He comes back. Everything is good. And the next thing you know, it's on the radio, and you're like, oh, shit. I only got paid a thousand dollars for that. That just made like ten yeah, grand. Yeah, but you got all that free coke. So <laughs> after a while, you, you hung over his come in, We would get hit. We would get hit to it. The producer would come in. He'd drop his bag of cocaine on the table, and he'd he'd walk out and go, "I gotta make a phone call. I'll be right back." <laughs> and I remember, I remember sitting back, going, "One of the guys would go, let's scoop, take this out up. his spoon or whatever, and get ready." And I go, "No, no, 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 no." I go, yeah. "Don't touch that bag. Right. Leave the fucking bag on the table and don't do a thing." Just hang out, wait for him to come back, and let him tell us what he wants. Yeah, screw him. <laughs> See, and he, then he, he would come back like sometimes a half hour, 40 minutes later, because <laughs> he'd be on the phone. He'd walk in, he'd go, all right, let me hear what you guys got. <laughs> and, and, I, and being from Brooklyn and being a little wise-ass, I'd go, we don't have anything. We're waiting for you. What do you want? And then he'd look. I, I'd, I'd see him. He'd look at the bag. He'd see that the bag wasn't touched. And then he realized if he wanted us to stay, he was going to have to pay us for the next six hours that we were going to stay there. So I kind of caught on, you know, I kind of caught on to that pretty quickly. That's a, that's a, that's, so, that's a slick move, yeah. you know. Nice shot. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm stealing yeah. that bit. Listen, you could, <laughs> you could pull one over Steve. on the guys from L.A. and Minnesota, but you're not pulling one over on Billy from Brooklyn. He's he's on to you after the first time. Fool him once. <laughs> Shame on you. Well, yeah, I, I wouldn't say the first time. But, <laughs> you know, uh, after a few times, I, I did catch up. <laughs> fool me nine times. Sounds about yeah. right. And fool then, fool and me then 27 times. 17. Buddies, I was like, listen, don't fucking stay there all day and write the person's song for them because... You're not getting paid for it. Write your own song yeah. and do your own thing, and let them—they're producers. Let them produce. 
Billy, I have to ask you this. Uh, uh, who's the mo- most underrated drummer, Ooh. rock drummer of all time? Or any drummer, I guess. Underrated? Not. Well, of course, Ringo's still underrated to this Yeah, day I know. Like, people like hate Ringo. He's one of the best drummers of all time. I know, like but rock. people still, like, we just did a, we just, ears, he's Jack part is. of that 1967 piece we just did, and, and people still like, oh, Ringo Ugh. got lucky, Ringo, you they know, because, you know, they just. Listen to those they, records, man. He plays weird stuff. And he give a hell of a haircut. It's cool. <laughs> No, I mean, nobody could, I mean, he came up with those parts, you know, Paul might have had suggestions and John and George, because it was their songs, yeah. they might have had suggestions, but he came up with those parts, I mean, I, I always say this, you know, it's getting redundant now, because I say it so much, I mean, to me, he was the ultimate studio musician, because he came in, those guys played in the song, and then he wrote his drum part and played his drum part perfectly for that song. Right. So... He didn't have to be flashy, and you know. And if you try to, if you sit down, if you're really a good musician, you appreciate Ringo. You don't. You're not one of those guys that say, "Oh, we got lucky." We got because I've never met anybody that's been a great musician that has ever said that. It's it's usually people that are bitter and have never made it, or you know, they're not that great themselves, or they're so technical and they have no feel, so they just don't. They don't get Ringo. Right. But. You know, Ringo had three of the greatest songwriters in the world, and he was playing on on their records. And he came up with parts, I mean, innovative parts. He changed the way people thought. Of course, the engineers changed the way his drums sounded. But, you know, he he did things that, that before anyone. I mean, and She Loves You, he's playing a punk rock beat, if you think about it. Yeah. He's playing a punk beat. Hell yeah. When I listen to Ringo, he play, but he does play some weird stuff, and you're like, "Wow, he got away with it!" And they left it in. It's fucking cool. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, and you know, and and you know, they did so many takes in those days, and and they cut up tapes, and you know, like kind of like what they do now, but they were doing it back then, right. and they were only doing it on two tracks. If you they know, just so got some guy who sat in there and played a beat, the Beatles might have completely sucked. Yeah, I, 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 you know, that that was something as a band, you know, that that's just something that that was just that was the blue. That's the blueprint for for a band. Right, but back you know, then there was no there was no real template for rock and roll, so they like didn't know what they were, what they were, you know. What yeah, they were inventing more or less. They, yeah. they were, yeah, they were inventing. Now, know, now I mean, some people think Helter Skelter is the first heavy metal song. Right. You know, mm-hmm. but they were they were they were the first band to not have a piano player. Listen, I, I'm about <laughs> your Billy age, Christian. Billy. So I, I remember, um, even as a it's young Mario. kid, <laughs> nobody spoke English in my house, but we all knew the words to they still "I don't. love you." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the first two albums I ever Did had you say, I love was you. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we love you. That song, the Beatles song. Mm-hmm. The Beatles song, We Love You, English, Yeah, Yeah, Right. Okay, I Love You, Mary. Yeah, 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 was like, you would hear it on the radio all the time. And then the first two radio. albums that I ever inherited were Magical Mystery Tour and The Young Rascals Groovin'. I mean, that was that was 67 yeah. in a nutshell. On a Sunday the afternoon. The Rascals is another. Dino Dinelli's another big Amazing. influence on yeah. me. Who is the most overrated drummer? Come on, spill it. 
And why? Uh, I don't know if I can. Uh, yeah, you want you trying to get me in trouble? I mean, that, yeah, that, of course. That'll be like that'll be pulled out of. Out of no, this, no one's listening. No one's listening. Blasted somewhere. And, uh, it's okay. We know it's and Alex Van Halen. And then drama says so and so is more, you know, overrated drama. <laughs> It'll be on like metal injection tomorrow. Yeah. Some you, crappy you, you said it yourself. We have no listeners. All right, there you go. There. I mean, there, there, you know, nope. there, there's guys that are superstars that you know that I just you know that I'm just not fans of. I just right. You know, such as? I mean, I appreciate them as 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 drummers, but uh, you know, I there we go, Billy. Thanks for your honesty. Uh, Billy said Alex Van Halen is is not good. <laughs> no. Uh, no, he didn't say that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I mean, no, Alex wouldn't be on that list. Not on my list. Not on your list. But I'm sure you have many. Uh, but I won't. I won't put you on the spot, Billy. Thank you so much yeah, for calling I'd rather, in, I'd, I'd rather. I'd rather not. Uh, Dude, not I didn't know you were that. in Brooklyn. You should come in here and hang out. Do you want to have a couple beers? You want to relive the old days? I'll set up the kit. <laughs> Where are you in Queens? I'm in uh, Flushing. In Flushing, oh, okay. Yeah, it's gonna. It, it, I'm only like five miles away from you. It's gonna take you three hours to get here. You gotta take the check. <laughs> yeah, no, I, yeah, that's sure. The BQE is the like jacket. insane. The Q42, Billy. Uh, Q40 foot. <laughs> I got uh, my producer is screaming at me, pointing. Me. I got to take a break. Thank you so much for calling in, dude. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Um, uh, I hope uh, I added a little something to this, and I appreciate you guys uh, giving Fuck me the yeah. chance to babble a little bit. Billy, where can we find your music? Do you have anything to plug? Uh, you want to tell the people where can we find you? Uh, no, if you go to Mantis Online with a U uh, dot com, that that would that would be good. Uh, you know, I guess uh, you know you can hear those two songs, and then when the record's finished, I mean that's where we'll that's where it'll be, and uh, just check that out. And uh, I'm doing Breakfast with the Beatles on October 8th. BB uh, Kings. Q104. Oh. I do I do it live at the cutting. Q104 does it. Well, they do it every Sunday. Ken Dashow does it every Sunday. But the right before it's it's somebody's birthday. That's the day before John's birthday. Nice. They do it live at the cutting room, and they broadcast it live. So me and Mark Rivera and. Uh, and a bunch of friends, uh, Steve Walter, who owns the cutting room, he plays guitar in that as well, and uh, Mike Riddle and uh, Vince Reed and John is Corbett. Is it hard and, to get uh, in? You know, we I'll be doing that on uh, the 8th, so you can hear me play five Beatles songs. October 8th. Do you know, uh, as a big a Beatles fan uh, as you are, do you know how to play all the Beatles songs? I don't. I actually have to listen to them before I go to do them, because... I know the songs, but that don't mean that you mm -hmm. know the exact parts. And that's right. another thing about Ringo. When you try to play those parts, they sound really, really simple. No. But a lot of people don't play them right because yeah. they're not that easy to play. And you know there's some nerd sitting in the front row with a Beatles shirt. He's like, that's wrong, wrong, oh, wrong. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> you got to be on point. <laughs> Billy, thank you the so cool much, thing, man. The cool thing is if right. I really wanted to, I, I could call Ringo and ask him. What <laughs> oh, exactly. Wait a second. You have, you have Ringo Starr's phone number? You text them? That's awesome. <laughs> that's right. They became lifelong friends. Hey, what started out as a... Text Ringo right now. <laughs> Peace and love. Billy, thank you. Thank Thanks you, a Billy. lot, man. Really yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, listen, guys, thank you so I much. I wish we had, uh, I had more time for you. I, tell, I know it's tell, almost tell, an hour. Um, tell those guys coming up, uh, Ross and uh, Dean, I, I said I send my love, and uh, you got it. have a great show. All right, thanks, Billy. appreciate it. This is Billy yeah. Amandola. All right, man. Billy. All right, man. Modern Bye, Modern Drummer. drummer. You can get the archives. Get where, the archives of Modern Drummer. Yeah, Go back where are the archives? The archives will keep you busy for Where can you where find them? ModernDrummer.com. Or Google? ModernDrummer.com. Yeah, man, I'm gonna read those archives. I, I swear to God, I'll read that. I'll read the entire thing. I'm nuts. Like I love it. I'll, I read the setup. Oh uh, no! Once, once, once you go into that, 
you know, once, once you subscribe to, to, to the archives, you, you, you'll be hooked. It's over. <laughs> it's the Bible of drumming, so it's like, you know, it's not fake news. It's, it's, it's the history of, of, of drums and drumming. That's right. That's right. That's right. We're, we'll be back with Ross the Boss and some fake news in just a little while. Ooh. The illustrious. From one <laughs> legend to another. All right, Billy. Thanks, Thanks Billy. man. All right, man. Bye-bye, everybody. Good luck, brother. We'd like to Coming have you in one day. I'll, I'll be in let's touch. Let's play some Thanks, dude. There's Billy. All right, man. All right, man. Bye-bye. Oh, man. Dude, I could talk to Billy all day. I have so many more questions. Backstage room, we heard the 
just giving you a little buffer. Get settled in. Back here live from the Barrage on uh, Radio Nope. And uh, oh my gosh, uh, what a treat today. Getting real. We have a rock and roll legend, heavy metal award winner. I mean, the greatest guitar player of all time, I believe, uh, Ross the Bus. What's up, man? Are you kidding me? I, I don't know what Dean has on you that he got you in here. Must be big. <laughs> How you doing, Ross, man? I'm good. Thank you for having me here. It was, it's great. Dude, know? thank you so much for doing it. This is like, you know, crazy. This is crazy. Really? I, it, hey, John, it, w- it was yeah. a really long commute. It was six miles from the cage in Middle Village. Yeah. <laughs> That's you right. know, you guys are in good shape because you'd be six miles from my house and like live in Brooklyn and it would take you like two hours. But if you're in Middle Village... You jump on the LIE, right? You, yeah. you hit pretty quick. You're right yeah, there. It wasn't yeah. bad. It wasn't bad. And Ross, you open up a batting cage in Middle Village. Why Middle Village? Well, it's because we found the building there. I mean, uh, right. we've had it for 13 years. And Ooh. because um, my son was like so great. It was like, but then there, there was no place to, to practice, really. You Your know? son was good at baseball? Amazingly good. You yeah. Know? And that was. I mean, he's 26 now, but so there was nowhere where to go, you know, and there's no really good places. So we said, if we can find the building, if we can find the place, we're going to open it. And yeah. My wife found it. Nice. So. Yeah, because How's artistic stitch sucks, and I'm blows glad it. Going to the place. How's the business going anyway? I'm, you know, I'm, it's good. It's, yeah. It's, now is a very slow time of the year, but uh, it's it's good. It's Have really you been a baseball guy your whole life? Have you always been in since you were a kid? Or no? I, I'm more football. Babe. I'm sp- I, I like sports. You know, the Giants do, fan, Jets. What do you got? Giants. No, okay. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. You need a winner. Yeah, but I'm not too. I'm not too thrilled with any of that right now. Oh my God! Oh, and three. You look terrible. No, I'm. I'm not thrilled with the NFL right now. So. Uh, meaning that. Fair well, enough. Uh, yeah. You're not thrilled with the NFL because you're kind of a conservative dude and you're Fair against enough. the. Uh, you're gonna uh, burn your jacket. The kneeling stuff, right? Nah, I'm not gonna do that. I just. <laughs> I just don't think. You know, as I don't think that that um, there's a place for for politics and all that bullshit in sports. Right. I don't Some think th- I don't think uh... I don't think there's a place for it in music, and I don't think there is a place for it in in sports. Wait a second. Wait, personally, I don't think there's a place for politics within politics. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, what, yeah. Ross, it, yeah. and correct me if I'm wrong. What you're saying is like sports and music is, is an escape for people. That's right. And it really shouldn't be yeah. like uh, you know. Politicized. People, people pay good money. Good money, right? But on that you note, know? you do interact with your fans in a political way a lot because you have a strong opinions. And when you're, but fans... I don't, I don't bring it on stage. Right. I don't proselytize from yeah. the stage. I don't give a rat's ass. You know. Yeah. We we play we play our fucking. <laughs> you bang you know, them out. And we yeah. do what we do our thing. I never ever talk would say a word about that on stage. Right. I mean, all my life I would never do it. Ross, now uh, when when you're in the van with the, when you're in the van with the other guys like Dean and the Handsome Dick Manitoba. No, by the no. by the way, for the, <laughs> well, oh, when, no. when we're in the van with Handsome Dick Manitoba, no one can speak. With, we can't. There's no air left. Is there no. like a no politics rule? Because I play poker no, here with my friends sometimes. We play for quarters, and like I just like even though I like to talk about politics. When we're playing cards and stuff, I don't want to, and it no. drives me nuts. Like I, it gives me a headache. Yeah. So in the van, there's a, you got, what are you guys doing? You're not, you, you don't bring it up. 
No. It gets yeah. brought up a lot. It, does. it gets, it it gets does. brought up a lot. And do and you the, feel ganged up on a little, Ross? Me? Like, a, are the other three guys in the band yeah. kind of liberal? Or well, da- well, Daniel, Daniel I don't know. Thunderbolt Patterson's views. <laughs> Listen, here, here's what happened. Ever since November. No one's saying a word. Mm. <laughs> no right. one's saying a word. Stunned. But uh, and we were in sat. We were playing. Uh, we were on tour. We were playing in Sacramento. I didn't mean to bring up the politics no, right away. Okay. No, we, he's right because it, it used just kind of came up. It used to be no big deal to be divided. Now, no, yeah, now no. that you're divided, it's just we better not no, say. It's a huge deal now. We were we were in we were playing in Sacramento that night. Election night. November, yeah, no. election night, and. The time before we played there, we would like sold it out. There was like 400 people there, yeah. and that night there was like it was like 40 people. Ghost town. Oh. Yeah, I mean people. Oh were really? Like, I, I had a bunch. Oh, I had a bunch of friends. In, oh, I called God. a bunch of friends in Sacramento. I'm like, yeah, why don't you come to the show? The last show was amazing. They're like, uh-uh. we can't. We're Everyone glued, had a we're crazy like, to the television. Well, t- I understand what you're saying because then I, I was at work uh, the midnight that night, Ugh. and unlike my uh, you know liberal elite comrades, I knew that she could possibly lose. Like, like they were like, you practically caused it. The next morning on the subway, dude, it was like everyone's mother had died. You know, I live in New York City. That really, it was surreal. It was, it was crazy. Our whole tour was in California, pretty much. Oh yeah, and it was like that. Just really took the. When you go to Europe and stuff like that, that stuff doesn't come up. Yeah, you hang out with the the fans and you you get stoned. Yeah. I mean, you're Ross the boss. Like after the show, yeah. do you, you just go away? Or do you... your name, no, I, I I go out and meet everyone. Cool, all my fans all the time. Even the Ross the boss band. You know, I, we I just did three four months in Europe. You know, we just did Valken Festival, ninety thousand people. I mean, I mean, and he met every single one of those people. Uh, I believe I all the autographs. I take my time to meet everybody and give everybody peace of mind. Cool. You know. Do you think we could do a podcast for one of those festivals? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go to the batting cage and see who the best man is. <laughs> Frozen ropes. I'm going to that batting cage this week. By the way, we're talking to Ross the Boss. He's a founding member of the Dictators. He's a founding Ooh. member of Manowar. He's in Death Dealer. He's in the Ross the Boss band. He's in uh, Manitoba, New York City, which I guess we've had Andy Chernoff in here twice live. Uh, so now you got to call the band Manitoba uh, NYC. NYC. If you don't want to talk about it, that's fine. You I don't know. know. It seems listen, like a nice guy to me. I don't know the politics of the band. As far as I'm concerned, <laughs> hey, well, as far as I'm concerned, I'm a dictator and I, I will be one for the rest of my life. That's right. Born and bred in. Fuck Manitoba. Really. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. I'm a, listen, we formed the band in 1973. Right. How does the band come Shh. together? <laughs> I, right. saw, I was telling Ross well, t- I saw I'll these guys 39 years ago yeah. 39 right. years ago I saw him and his buddies on stage Telling us where rock and roll was going to go next Do you have the paper? Yep. Because Ross, Mario uh, has a paper Of every show he's seen What drugs he was on And I what think, letter grade he gave I us I think the show that I, Mario I saw at the Palladium was ACDC opening up for for, for Dictators. Yes. Oh, it was correct. Michael Stanley band. I know, wait a AC, minute. Was it? it had I have be. a Thin Lizzy and a Blue Oyster Cult. Was it? Was it a good show. 77? Yeah. 78. Damn, September. Wow. How old are you in 78? It's today, right? September 29th. Really? Wow. Holy fuck. Wow. How old, how old was I in 78? Yeah. 13. Yeah. <laughs> no, really? He's asking. Yeah. No way. No way. Listen, Ross, I know how you feel because <laughs> you and Billy Amendola get together doing cards for cards for kids, Ed. I know how you feel. Every night, 
before we start the show. Right. They, they stop everything. We have to turn around and salute that big flag, and I won't do it. I won't do it. I'm sorry, Billy. You're taking a knee on the dictator. Sorry, don't uh, start Ross. under the bar. <laughs> don't start, will you? Sorry. It's a little known fact that we at the barrage are being forced to salute this flag. We have this giant. How big is it, John? Twenty foot by ten foot. The one behind us. So Ross the bus. Yes, sir. <laughs> you grew up in Brooklyn and uh, Bronx. No, so you grew Bronx. up in the Bronx. Bronx. Oh, you grew uh -huh. up in the Bronx. Yeah. So you live in Queen, You live in Queens now. Yes. You live close to the batting cage. I live uh, three miles away. Are you there Regal every day, Park. like running the place? Ooh, well, if I'm not. The thing is, if I'm not on the road, if I'm not touring, if I'm not playing, I'm there. Nice. Because I like it. I, I do like it. Like you the know? sound. It gets me out of my house, and I have my all my music set up in there now. And uh, my band is, is doing pre-production there. And the the fantastic, uh, incredibly talented Dean Rispler is producing yeah. my record. And Big uh, mistake. Who? Oh. No, I me, me. Oh. <laughs> so it's a batting cage slash studio. No, well the no, studio. No. I have a weight room, and I have. I, then I said, why am I paying? Why do I have to go to a? Why do I have studio. to go to a studio and pay like twenty five, thirty five dollars right, right, an hour right. when I have a room here and I'm in a commercial right. space? Mm -hmm. You know, I'm paying eleven thousand studio. Yeah, I, make I'm, all the noise you want. I'm paying eleven thousand dollars a month for the for this for ten thousand square feet. I'm practicing in there, man. It's a good reverb. You should start to advertise that you're practicing. Like, hey, you want to hear like uh, you know some Man of War songs? Move in next to the batting cage. Uh, that's right. It's Who was the Yankee from Middle Village? Uh, Alan Watson. That's what it was. Yeah, you're a big Yankee yeah. fan, right, Ross? No, no, no. Matt fan. Oh, Matt thank fan. God. No, oh, well, it was Watson. I, yeah. I couldn't remember his name. Was Watson. Alan Watson's a nice. Welcome guy. to Met Country. You should have came to the game with us last, uh, the other day. <laughs> and my family went there. Did they, uh, the last game on Wednesday? Yeah, they were there. They went. The last game at City Field oh, until they start the uh, Ajita all over again. Start the firing oh, and God. hiring. March 29th. Does that affect the uh, the name change? Going back to the name change, does that affect the uh, you know the, the ticket sales? Or the people know they the money. Yeah, does it? Affect yeah, the it totally. Yes. Yeah, it affects oh, well, it. What, it's gonna. It affects I think, it. I think so. It, ticket, it, it, ticket wise, not so much, but maybe merch. Like you have to. Yeah, well, we had to change. We had to get rid of all oh, whatever merch we had left. What a drag, oh. dude! It's in the bargain bin now. So oh, whatever yeah, little yeah. bit we have left, and then um, and then we have to make new merch. That's, well, I have uh, a surprise for you. Here's Andy Shernoff. He's here. Hey! Hey! Oh, hey. uh, we'll hash it out. Da, 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 da. <laughs> 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 we have the people's court going on oh here. And Andy's coming. And it's the Boom. same with uh, Hugh Cornwell and the Stranglers. They, he can't name his band the Stranglers. And the real Stranglers that tour under the name are a sham because they don't have Hugh Cornwell singing. <laughs> it blow well, it is J.J. Burnell. How'd it go yeah. in there? Hey, listen, we, are, we, have, we, have one, we have some history with the Stranglers. We yeah. did... Um, Hugh Cornwall brought us over to England yeah. to open a whole tour sure. with the Stranglers in '77. Yeah, you know, and the first thing we, go, we the first thing we did was go to the Marquee Club. Our first night in London, right? And who's playing? Sham '69, right? <laughs> Sham '69, right? And the Hershey first thing, boys. And and what? And and all they did, we we, we were insulted. Nah, so we had long hair. You know, we were insulted. Our hair wasn't even that long, but we were insulted. <laughs> like Mark Mendoza had his Jufro. Manitoba had his Jufro. You know, I had my. Everyone was like fucking, calling us fucking, fucking hippies, fucking hippies. And all all they were doing is like. Spitting, the oh, punkers man. were just spitting. Well, that's seventy-seven. Hello, yeah. love. I go. Oh, is this go is this what's going to happen with the strength? Is this what's going to happen tomorrow? Yeah. When you guys first that's started, what happened. that's what happened. The dictators. What, what did you think you were? Did you think you were a punk? Did you think you were a rock no. and roll? Or just no. a rock, a straight bridge. up rock and They're roll a band? bridge band. Yeah, I know. But like, when, when, at that exact time, did you like? 
was there a label you could put on yourselves or you know i know it's terrible rock to put labels I but we were like hey we're just rock and roll or New we're York part City, of the punk rock, rock community rock. we're part of this we're part of that I, no one ever told me about punk rock i yeah. mean i i, I you know because you know when we started the when andy and i started the dictators it was like our influences were in no particular order new york were, no, it was, uh, you know, The Who, the who yeah. Beach Boys, um, Flaming Groovies, the MC5, yeah. Stooges. the Stooges, it, absolutely. Blue Oyster Cult. Be Blue Oyster Cult, Black Sabbath. What, I mean, year, what year does The Dictator start? And, 73. And and wow. what, what Stooges album is out then? Oh, that, in 73 was their third record was out. Yeah. Oh, so Funhouse is out. Raw, 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 Power. Raw Power was out Raw, in 73. Raw Power is out right. the same year. Yeah. Scott and I, was, we, we had a house in... We had <laughs> a house. crazy. The Dictators, I got I got us a house in Kerhonkson in, in, in the middle of a cornfield because I didn't want anyone to hear us. <laughs> and... Uh, so we would like we would like we would like meditate over raw power. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was great. You could live by it. And you know uh, Ross's band before the Dictators, total yes. total crud. Total crud. That's right. Two D's. Yeah, because right. uh, New Paltz was like like the second greatest party school in the United States. Right. That's right. You go up to Lake Minnewaska. You, you went to New Paltz oh, yeah. with Joey DeMeo? No. No, 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 no. That's way before this. You went to New Paul's with who? A Andy. Andy. Well, I didn't go. I was. I was. I didn't go to. <laughs> You're busy in the swimming hole. We had. A, <laughs> he was selling we, mushrooms. I had. There. I had. <laughs> I was. I kind of two, two for five. My college career was kind of short. <laughs> I was like, I'm with you. Was like one year in Lehman College in the Bronx. Yeah. Who Ace Fraley was there too. I think we had the honor of leaving at the same time. He's older than you, though. No, no, I don't think so. Yeah, we were kind of, kind of together, but we had a we had a a, a a a party band called Total Crud that started in the Bronx, and we went up to New Paltz, and we had a house called the Adelaide House. And it what was is so, this? Sixty nine, seventy? No, this was 71, 72. Jesus God, yeah, right. seventy two, and then it was insane. It was like the we called it the Adelaide House because everyone in the house was like selling. Drugs except me. Up by Lehman? No, it was in Cahonkson. No, this is no, so no. Highland, New customer? York. No, this was Highland, New York, right by New Paltz. Yeah, I don't oh, think this man. Ross guy is fitting in, guys. Oh know. my God, this was like. <laughs> so we, <laughs> we, had, what, we what, would play uh, parties. What were they selling? Like lewds? Quaaludes. Quaaludes. I'm right. Weed. Ludes are big in the 70s. Bennies. Quaalude and weed that's nothing like the weed that they're, they're, they're smoking no, today. No, you could get eight joints out of one ba nickel bag. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah, yeah. sound like shit weed back then. Right, it was very good. You know, sure weed got came. a lot of it. Yeah, yeah, but the shit weed was good. It was better. It did the trick. It was better because you could what do, do you stuff. Acapulco Gold, <laughs> Panama <laughs> Red, yeah, you, Tie Stick. You didn't have to get so used to it. old yeah, Jamaican. You, you I, smelled, you, I smell the shit that the kids are smoking. They zoot it out, man. This stuff is chronic, man. <laughs> wow. In 71, like, who's your favorite band? Did you get sucked into the hippie thing, or did you miss it by a couple years, and you were like, I'm not into drugs. No, no, I'm listen, into rock and I'm roll. I'm gonna say some things right now that you're not gonna like. All right. Um, I don't care, man. I started playing guitar because of the blues, and my BB King was my favorite guitar player. But then I got into the English thing with Eric Clapton and Jimmy Page and uh, sure. Jeff Beck and yeah. all those fucking titans of guitar. And you know, and then you know, I the Fillmore was going on. So any any guitar player sure. that was great, I learned. Their styles completely, like Carlos Santana and Mike Bloomfield. You played and along to the songs at home with, yes. the, with the actual records. Exactly right, and Mountain. I learned and I Mountain Leslie, and I learned how to make my sound. I like my friends would come over and say, 
I'm playing along with the record. He goes, that sounds like you're playing with the band. I said, it sounds like you're in the band. I go, well. <laughs> Were you a perfectionist? You sat there for hours and I hours played, to get together, I right? played, so I practiced so hard. And um, while all my friends were going out and getting all fucked up every night, I, had not, I, I didn't want anything to do with it. I said, I'm just right. staying home and practicing. Run Thank scales. you. Not scales. I mean, just. just what kind of what kind of neighborhood was it in the Bronx? Was it like Italian neighborhood? Yeah, it was pretty cool. So people are like, yo, call for Ross, went, and they're throwing rocks the window, and you're like, I'm practicing. The high school I went to was called Dewood Clinton High School. Yeah, yeah. It's still there. Yeah. I know. It's yeah. And it was all it was all guys then. It was all, you know, we had 5,000 guys yeah. in my high school. Oh, man. You yeah. know, my kids have 4,000 now, and I think that's like a, it's split, like a city, man. Split triple session back then. It was a mayor in New York, Dewood Clinton. See, people think yes. like the classrooms are overcrowded. There's 5,000 kids in that one school. That's insane. Yeah. And yeah, that's, that's 1979, 69, 70, 71. My father went there. My uncle went there. It was like <laughs> legacy. Yeah. yeah. The 70s were like forgotten time for young people. You had because no... everybody was busy taking care of like the everybody who went crazy in the 60s. Did you and, and 13-year-old kids could do whatever they want. Did you miss the, yeah. uh, uh, the draft? Because you seem like you're... Kind of close in high well, school in the seventies, where you could have like maybe made the cut, or you're just a little too late. You remember? I was I was let's see, seventy two. I was eighteen. Uh, yeah, that's right. In the, I had to register. I registered. I it was. They stopped taking. Yeah. So. Yeah. Good. Yeah. It was a disaster. Yeah. I could say. What you say. you know as a as a like kind of a, a right leaning guy? What do you think? What did you think of the Vietnam War then? Were you against? Well, them? I was told I was back then. I was like not as politically aware of it, but I, I mean, it seemed to be like a waste of fucking resources and bodies and twenty so, years. Of I mean, insanity. you know, I mean, if the French got their asses kicked yeah. there, big, mm-hmm. and we're getting our asses. I mean, it's not like we were winning battles. You know, we were winning battles, but we were, you know. Yeah, the war. we lost the war because in, we, in 1950 they didn't, they didn't want to win the war. In 1950, when it's French Indochina, all of a sudden we get involved, and the French are nowhere to be seen. Right. They yeah. fucking hightailed yeah. it out of right. They, yeah. All of a sudden, like they're not even on the list of allies. They're like, all right, guys, you yeah. got it from here. Sounds Those a bastards. lot similar to what's happening now. All of a sudden, <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, North Korea is your problem yeah. now. Good, we're out of here. Afghanistan. Right. Yeah. yeah, well, should we blow up North Korea, Ross the boss? No, we shouldn't. <laughs> Good answer, Ross. Do you think that there's any... only if only if they if they they push it a little more, you know. Oh. Do, you, do you think there's any way, like, you know, it turns out... Don't you think we're the pushers? Okay. No, we're not the pushers. Yeah, we're the pushers. We're the fucking pushers, Ross. Mario's time. Mario did, and Ross, the bus they, they the blow up a, did, they, did they explode a hydrogen bomb? It's a little fucking no, ant in the corner, like, don't step on me. I'm going to kill him. That's you. That little ant they, can reach the United States please. with a bomb. Did it's they, all a scare tactic. They used it in the 50s and 60s. They didn't us. launch missiles over Japan, though. another scare tactic to keep us under their thumb. We're talking to Ross the boss. You, <laughs> you cannot launch missiles over a sovereign country. No, that's bad. You cannot do that. Right. I'm sorry. No. Do you think there's a way, Ross, I know you think about this stuff all the time. Yes. Is, is there a way to resolve this with conventional weapons where, you know, you do it now where they don't have the, the ability to hit us and you just destroy, like, the fucking capital with, like, the regular bombs? Is, the problem is... Seoul. The North Koreans have had have like twelve thousand artillery pieces aimed at South Korea, and it's so they're so close together. No matter what happens, it's going to be a huge, massacre. It's going to be a massacre. Yeah. Them North Koreans, and then you're going to have all the North Koreans flying into China, yeah. and then you're going to have 
all the casualties, and it's just it's 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 did no you, win for anybody. Vote, did, actually, did you vote for Trump? And do you feel like he's doing? Uh, what do you think of the job he's doing? I so think he's far? doing a tremendous job. Yeah. Yep. What's your favorite thing about Donald Trump? Well, I I think he says what he says, and he don't give a rat's ass what anyone thinks. I and, agree with that. And, <laughs> you know, I mean, listen, we all know who he was. He's not perfect. He's not right. a politician. And you grew up in New York. What did right. you think of Donald Trump before he started running? Did you think? I thought you know, he was he was kicking ass there. I yeah. mean, you know, he he you know he fixed he fixes things when the city couldn't fix things. He fixed the ice skating rink, the woman ice skating rink. Thank God. Did no a great one, job there in Atlantic City. I loved his casino. Atlantic City. <laughs> excuse me, Atlantic City was failing. The right. whole city was failing. Online <laughs> online gambling. You know, come on, Ross. I hear this argument all the time. Online gambling and the city is falling into into disaster. The man's an idiot, Ross. All right. <laughs> Listen. We respect yeah. everyone's opinion it's here on the show, and I'm yeah. inter I'm interested right. in oh, yeah. hearing Ross. Right, I want to know if Ross thinks we should take down every statue of handsome Dick on the Lower East Side because I'm for that. I, I, think. I think I think we should erase our history totally. <laughs> is it who Ross? Is it tough touring like you know when you get a little older and hanging out in the van with these guys? You're like everyone's like old and like. Uh, who annoys you? Uh, you get annoyed. You're like, fuck this. We don't talk about it a lot. You know, I mean, no, I, yeah. I, not about the politics. Let's talk just about like music. Being around, like you know, the same guys. For I like could tell months. you, but with the dictators, I tell you, or handsome dick for like five minutes. Like, with the Rasta Boss Band, it's completely different. Calling the shots. I call right. it, but everybody's on driving on the, the same, bus. We're, can I say just everyone's on the same page in my band? Right. Good. So it's okay. So you, it's but, fucking scary. But you're making a good. <laughs> You're making a living, though. But listen, right? Like, it, it, I, let me tell you this. Do you ever have like a job that wasn't music? Or yes, yeah, of course. Still After, does right like, now. Batting yeah. cages. The batting cages. <laughs> no, the oh, batting yeah. I don't consider that a job. I consider that a. That's just, the dream. I love sports. Love. I mean, yeah. I love I love seeing kids play sports, and a lot of the kids that that started have gotten college scholarships, and um, really have done well in life, and. You know, a lot of inner city kids come into the cage and, you know, you know we have to charge some money. But I said, you know, I said, well, how much, how much money? No coins, right? It's by the hour. No coins. It's, <laughs> you know, it's $35 a half an hour, $55 an hour, no matter right. how many people. So a lot of kids. That's inner city, pretty good. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of kids. What's that? Uh, we get a phone call. Yeah. A sorry. lot of kids, a lot of kids ahead, come Russell. in, inner city kids come in <laughs> and I know they don't have any money. So I go, how much money do you have? And so they, they take the dollars and crumble dollars and pennies out of there and said, oh, just give me what you got. So they got like $16. I said, you see the cage in the back against the wall? I go, here's a bucket of balls, and you go in there. So three hours later, they're still playing in there, and yeah. I don't bother them. You took the 16, though, right? Uh, yeah, but it's... <laughs> you, make them, you make them sign a waiver that if no. they ever become professional, right. that they right. would stand for I the want them. I want them to practice at the cage. Ross, the boss is here to say he robs inner city well, that's kids. Good. <laughs> Call you're on the air. Ross, the boss, rock and roll legend. What's up? I want to see yeah, them. Yeah, I don't want to hear you stunards asking Ross <laughs> oh, oh, I want God. Ross to tell oh, you guys shit. about BB King Live at the fucking Regal. That's Dude, I think you stunards got a copy of that. Ross knows every fucking note on that. That's right. <laughs> Ross, you know, you know who this is. Woody, on the phone? Woody's this on the Woody. phone. This is Woody from from, from from Brooklyn's most regressive rock act. Woody, man, hey, Woody. I didn't bring Woody it up. Not. We're having an intelligent uh, adult conversation. The Woodrow man. called in. So, what's your question, Woody? What do you yeah, want to ask Ross? I want Ross to tell you Stunads about how great BB King live at the Regal is because oh, I know none of you Stunads have that. <laughs> how great was he? Uh, I'm with Ross because BB King is number record, one. That record is the greatest. One of the I mean, probably the the greatest live record ever made. Next to live at Leeds, BB um, Almond, Almond Brothers, Almond Brothers true. Yeah. Kiss a lot, but 
<laughs> live but, at Lee's. Is but but BB King live at the Regal is is monumental. Really is. And BB yeah. King as a guitar player uh, showed me growing up that you don't have to play a billion notes. Yeah. And he told me that less is more, which you know. I try to do it, you know, now, but you know, in my in heavy metal, it's not as easy as as you think. But I do it. Um, I I play slow, you know. I play I play the way I feel. But BB King was the ultimate for me. The what do you think separated him from all the other guitar players besides just, the space? And the I just think notes how, and how how much how much emotion he can put into one note. Yeah. There's a ton of great blues masters. Right. Though. Well, there's but guys guy, who, who will play the one note and bend it the exact same way, and it just doesn't yeah, sound he, right. He, he know, just yeah. And plus, he was an amazing singer. Yeah. I mean, he just... Did you meet him? Did you know yes, him? Yes, yeah. I met him, yes. Yes, I did. What kind of dude was he? He was gracious. Cool. Warm. His amazing. name is Buddy, man. You, you Not Buddy. B.B. Nice King. B.B. King. B.B. King. Oh. <laughs> But Buddy guy's a nice guy. A buddy guy. I'm talking about Buddy. He's still, Buddy's still kicking. Yeah. yeah, yeah Buddy, Buddy's, Buddy's living in my great. attic. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's playing up in Peaks. He's ordering pizza. Buddy's hey. wild guitar. What's Ross, BB's Ross, who's your favorite name? rock guitar player? Just like BB? a modern what's rock what's, or what's BB's, rock what's BB's real name? Riley. Riley B. King. Oh, well, there you go. Woody's got it. Woody's mouth, ours. What's the B, though? BB was the blues boy. Blues boy. That's the play. It was originally Black Boy. That was his, oh, come his, one on. of the names that they called him when he was Yowza. playing on Beale Street. Oh, yeah, was yeah. Um, to me, he was he was really. I mean, still to this day, I mean, I I, I listen to it and. I don't know. Were you freaking out when you met B.B. King? Like, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Did you tell him you played guitar? Yes. You, yeah. <laughs> I was freaking out. I was when in I Paris met you, actually. It's I was funny. In, was Everyone in, becomes like a little boy. Right? I met him in Paris actually. I was in, I was playing with Shaken Street. And yeah, Shaken yeah. Street kicks ass. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. I did my research. I I, I met him in Paris, uh, and it was like wow, wow, yeah. man. Must have seen just just I mean. I don't know. He's one of those things. I mean, I just... And there are plenty, plenty of other great blues guitar players that were there of, of the time, and but he was just... Yeah. Talking to Ross the Boss of yeah. every amazing band, and Dean Rispler, of course, who was in Murphy's Law, I guess. Uh, That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Hey, listen. Was be- there anyone else who left you, like, completely speechless that you met? Like, a guitar player that you were like, oh, man, I don't know what to say to this guy, like... Or it's just BB King. <laughs> yeah, I think it's BB King and then Ross. Well, I saw Jim, to... I saw Jimi Hendrix twice. Oh, the Fillmore, God, Band of Gypsies, and New Year's, New Year's, and yeah. I, I never met him. With That's no... a great life. Ryan, With you have Noel. that on tape? Yeah, New Year's. Sure I do. Yeah, <laughs> Noel was, was there. He was here a few weeks ago. Um, I met Tony Iommi a lot of times. I'm, I'm kind of friends with Tony Iommi, and he was like, "Wow!" And but like guy like. Uh, Mike Bloomfield was one of my yeah. favorites. Really great. Is Black Sabbath the best? Your the best heavy metal to band? me? Yes, yeah. Black Sabbath is the best. I had that written. Now. I thought that you might say. That. Did you meet yeah. Jerry? No, I never met Jerry <laughs> Garcia. I was influenced by Jerry Garcia a bit too. Yeah. I thought. I thought. Was that when you were sleeping? <laughs> <laughs> I thought. I thought the Grateful Dead would go. No, up. listen, yeah. listen, John. Right. Look, I understand this, John. Right? There's times where we're on on doing uh, sound checks, and I'll. Start joking around playing like China Cat Sunflower or something. <laughs> and he, he, he knows it note, for, note, note for note. I mean, Ross knows it note for note. Ross, do you feel like you were born with like a, like you could just play any song? Like you could just pick it up? Like as a, if you had another life as a studio guy and they were just like, hey man, just jam to this. You could jam to like any style of music. Anything that was ever played. Because, you know, 
your bands run the gamut of every kind of like genre. Like, so you could just pick it up no matter what it is. Wait, and just because you think you can played. nail it or at least do it, you know, a professional job. Easily. It's amazing. I, it, I, I never, I think, yeah, I that's, because, a, that's a fucking. I think because of the blues, my blues background, I can play a lot of things. Right. That, that's what Billy was saying too, that he just listens to it and plays it. Well, everything's relative, I guess. And yeah. the, I, I, I've been playing guitar for like 30. 360 years and I don't even know a scale. Oh, I can't that. even keep up. I don't understand how things happen. I just really play it by ear. Dean Rissler, what is it? Hey. Have a drink. <laughs> oh, no. Um, I just want to tell. whiskey? I just want to. Uh, do we? Time. Oh. What? Wow. From Tommy's point here, there's a different perspective. I guess I have no alcohol and this is a shame. Oh, wow. We're in a bar in a garage. I'm hosting the show. Somebody else grab beers. What do you want me? Brian, will you get the good fellow? I need drink? beer. Who needs a beer? I'll have a beer. Everyone, I'll get a beer one. for everyone. Everybody's I'll take one of those Coronas. We're nice yeah. enough Coronas to... Coronas is nice. Yeah. There's lime over there. It's a real treat for us. We got I could make you a black and tan. You want Dean a black and dream. tan? Hey. Us, Thank you. Thank you. Mix. Ross, when, when Dean joined Manitoba, you're like, uh, were you like, where are you? Like, ah, who's this guy? You know, no. You know. Dean, I... Did you know him already? I knew him already, okay. yeah, because we played... I played uh, um, some things with uh, JP. We did uh, Thunderboss. Uh, the Thunderbolts? Thunderbolts. No, no, Thunderbolts. Thunderbolts. No, it was called, no, it was called Thunderbolts. Thunderbolts. Sorry, JP. He's listening right now. He's very angry. And Dean was, Dean was absolutely incredible. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Woody uh, wants us to talk about heavy fucking metals already in all caps. <laughs> what do you want to know about it, kid? <laughs> ask, ask Ross about seeing Humble Pie at the Fillmore. Ask him yourself. You're on the air, man. <laughs> I interviewed Ross already. I know all the answers. You guys need to hear this shit. <laughs> Man, nobody read that. That was great. Hum Humble Pies. Uh, come on. Hey, listen, before we uh, continue with this, I just want to. Yes. Um, cheers. I just want to. Yeah, cheers. Yeah. Cheers. And cheers. I, I want to wish all our Jewish listeners, uh, Lashana Tova and Good Yontif. Happy Shana New Tova. Year. And uh, if you translate that correctly, uh, it says to all Gentiles to go fuck yourself. That's I right. was wondering why Abby didn't show up <laughs> oh, for wait. poker. No, I we wore Groucho glasses to the Mecca the other day, and then somebody made the point that it's a jo Jewish stereotype. I don't, uh, Groucho Marx glasses. He was Jewish. No, he first was. of all. Groucho was Jewish. Yeah, listen. but is it like an affront to the Jewish race to wear those glasses? No. no. Listen, listen, Mario, in this day and age, yeah. everything's an affront to everything. You, don't, you yeah, guys yeah. don't That's understand. That's true. Listen. <laughs> it was too hot to wear paper bags to the Met game. Mario, listen. <laughs> Dean. Thank God. Dean. Mario yeah. showed up with, and he gave everyone like these, you know, fake glasses Al, like this. Almonds too. Almonds. Uh, like you know, you buy in a toy store. Almonds. Right? Almonds was there. Oh, like, what? like did, he, did he get kicked David out? David Bolton was there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did the Almonds get kicked out of the Look, game? Dean, no. you see this? He like, moved, he moved after the premium moved the bullpen. Card, yeah. <laughs> this God. toy store brand thing, completely innocuous, no problem. Mario has like a pro one that has like, like a nose like right. out of a cartoon from the twenties. <laughs> That's from the fifties, man. It's all hooked. It's got yeah. skin pores <laughs> on it. It's got a realistic rubber surface, not that. You plastic both, you guys, thing. grow up Jewish, Ross and Dean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, a religious yes. household? No, no. no. They, they wouldn't be here. <laughs> not right? at all. No. <laughs> not at all. I mean, my my parents grew up. I don't know about your parents. My parents grew up kosher. Really? But as soon as we moved out, like moved out of Brooklyn into Long Island, they were like, "What the fuck are we doing?" <laughs> like, it's like, it was like it was like it was like. Bacon. Uh, it was like, yeah, ba fried that's, rice. The, that's the other thing. My parents loved bacon, and they also loved eating meat with milkshakes and yeah, shit. So yeah. it was like, it was like uh, out the window. That's after. right. But <laughs> I did, I did, I did get bar mitzvah, and I know. Yeah, me too. I know, There's a kid I like my son's baseball team that he uh -oh. sneaks ham sandwiches to. Yeah. Like, you got any more? Well, that's my. That's my. My dad. <laughs> it? It's contraband. My yeah. fa My father, who actually also went to New Utrecht with Billy Amendola. My father uh, oh, wow. told me that uh, 
that when he was growing up, a friend of his was like, was eating a ham ham and cheese sandwich, right. and he tried it, and Delicious. it blew his mind. <laughs> it blew his mind. Really? And then for every day for the next three yeah, years, he had a ham that. and cheese sandwich at lunch, and his mom would be like, what'd you have for lunch today? And he'd be like, oh, tuna fish. Yeah, yeah. Tuna fish. You know, but that was yeah. like a big... You know, oh, I told his dad. I said, you know, Shunda. my son's giving your son Shunda, ham, because yeah. <laughs> I don't want to like, you know, lie to the dad. I think I, as long as he doesn't eat that shit at home, I don't care. I wish, <laughs> when I was growing up, when I was a kid, I had Jewish friends, and I go, man, I wish I was Jewish, because... You guys like you have to go to school and stuff and pretend you're religious, but then you you're not. No. Nah. And you you're eating bacon and ham and cheese on the street corner and smoking <laughs> cigarettes and going home. With, you know. You get five I, Christmases. I got a Listen, question. What's with, having with, foreign parents was the best because those people like Tommy Rockstar's parents are like we're from Czechoslovakia would be like doing lines off her uh, his yeah. mom's ass. <laughs> oh, <laughs> really? No, that's really? A, no. That's it's a, all an assimilation. You can my do whatever friend. you want. Yeah. These people didn't care. Like yeah. we came from uh, the gulag. Uh, uh, you know, right. we, our house was on yeah, fire. They don't care anymore. I've never seen an orange before. We had a one fish head left for the last six months. Do whatever the hell you at us while I don't we're know across the street. <laughs> I don't know citrus. That's true. You can only trick them so, so long. They'll catch on. Someone's got to feed years. them hogs. Go ahead. Go drive around with your friends. <laughs> Half my family were Italian. Oh yeah. Yeah. Ooh, what a combo! And in in the Bronx where you grew up, that was like a. Yep. Heavy, heavily Italian neighbor. Was it like a s- suburban it was, it was kind a mix. of? Deal? It was like half, half Italian, half Jewish. Right. Great blend, got great, blend, great blend. Great blend of Great blend of groups. Did you live near Arthur Avenues? I went. We, Any Nazis there? Fine people. Seven? No. <laughs> <Belmont? Nazis. laughs> no. No Nazis. Can we talk see. about mountain climbing now or what? Yeah. <laughs> no, we still are. Never, ah, never Woody, in my life. Woody. He never hung up. Because Woody's a good radio guy. He knows yeah. when to. Well, Woody, ask any questions you want to Ross the boss. You have the floor, my friend. Go ahead. Let me think, because I, you know, I got <laughs> to interview Russ a couple of years ago, so I got to ask yeah, we heard. All, uh, a lot of my favorites. Um, uh, let me think, Russ. How did you um, wind up? Uh, how did you get that uh, SG, uh, the Les Paul Custom with the three pickups? When did you get that? Ah, You're on Gear yeah. Talk with Ross Gear the Boss. Talk about guitars. My my, <laughs> my drummer, my best friend at the time, his his brother. Owned that 1964 SG Custom and a Fender Pro Reverb. I think it was a 62 Pro Reverb. And I purchased it both from him. I I see he didn't want to play anymore. I go, what are you doing with that? I go, I'm selling it. I go, I'm buying it. So that's what I did. And my father actually wouldn't give me the money for it. But he would said, I'm going to give you a, I'm going to get a bank loan. We're gonna go out and get a bank loan for you, and Ooh. you're gonna pay it. It was, it was, that, was that was cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I wanted to show you the value of a dollar, Ross. He goes. So <laughs> we we went to the we went to the the bank on Fordham Road there, and the big tall bank there on Fordham Road, and um, he 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 put, took out a loan for me, and I had a book, and I had to pay I had to pay the. Uh, Every month. And by the way, Ross was, was six years old at the time. I was six years old. He was covered in coal. And I still have the guitar. I still have it. That was yeah. manufactured yeah. hand over yeah. trust. I yeah. still I, have the guitar. Can you tell huh? these guys the time that Manowar played Lamar in the snowstorm? Yeah. Oh, great, uh, great story. So, um, and it was August. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're playing Manawagon. Manawagon. We're playing. We're, we we have a weekend at Lemoore's. So let it snow. So a residency. It was like it's unheard Lemoore's of. Lemoore's East in Brooklyn or in, yeah, the, in Brooklyn. It was blinding snowstorm. 
a blinding. I mean, it was like feet of snow. Snow blind. So I I go to Joey. I go, Joey, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna lose our asses this weekend. <laughs> we, yeah. are, we are going Shit. to get destroyed. So we're, we're, we 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 used to stay in Staten Island at the at the, the oh, Holiday Inn in Staten yeah. Island. There. Why not? So we go. We come. <laughs> We come to the sh- we you know after the sound check we go home we we come back to the sh- come back to the venue, and George Parente's there oh. and and we're thinking he's we're gonna walk in there's not gonna be anyone there, he opens the door and he goes look guys it's sold out <laughs> sold we sold out Lemoore's in a driving wow. snowstorm Jesus God yeah I, it was. Uh, you know, it was metal soldiers. That's right. That metal doesn't happen warriors. at the Interpol shows. <laughs> no. <laughs> How about the Arctic Monkeys? Where you're no, always no, going? Those yeah. guys cancel. Arcade if it's fire. Raining. They cancel if it's raining. So Russ, at this point, like you're like, man, we're selling out Lamar's. We're doing all this stuff. You think like you're gonna? I'm I, I, not to say that you're not hugely famous, which you are. But did you ever feel like you got like a like man, like a, we're just a little short of the mainstream kind of like you know. Metallica Metal success. Kind of, yeah. Well, there's a there was a reason for that. It's, well, I mean, because Manowar, when we started, we had a real huge buzz about the band. Yeah. In the United States and as well as in Europe, and my plan was to put two stacks each into the band van, get our get our clothing, drums, and go tour every city, every town, every metal club in the United States. How old are you right now? Uh, Right I mean, no. When when you were when you were Metal you know, Warren, we, we were, were like, let's do it. We were young guys. Right. We were, you know, we were, you know, eighty three, eighty four. I said, so did let's... you feel like you took the reins and like told everybody, listen, man, this, we we just got a tour every day. And go no, out. no, yeah. you know, Joey didn't want to listen to me. Yeah. So I mean, I it was my idea to go tour. I mean, play every club. What was your favorite club? No. Did you have one? Rising Sun. No, I was Lemoore's. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> fucking Yonkers. Lemoore's East and West. I, you know, I know that place. But the 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 failure of Man Man of War to play in the United States a lot. It, while 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 Slayer was doing it, while Anthrax was doing it, while Overkill was doing it, while Metallica and Megadeth were doing it. All those bands were touring. We weren't. We would have to wait till we used, we could use all our equipment at 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 Lemoore's or all our equipment somewhere else. We wasted a lot of time. We could have been a lot. A, a lot bigger here in the United States. Now, in the, in this timeline, you're getting bigger in Europe, and you're like, yeah. fresh, frustrated that you don't have the money to go over there, where you could really, you know, you know, sell out every. Club well, we and, made it. We made it out there finally. Yeah. For on the Hail to England record, right? But, uh, Which you, the Hail to England was a almost like an apology because you had to cancel the English tour. We, the first right. tour we had to cancel because I think our promoter, the promoter's sister, died or something happened. Finally, mm-hmm. but we had, we had our issues, but finally we made it over there. Finally, and what the, about the time? What was it with Merciful Fate wanting to use your gear and you wouldn't let him? Oh. <laughs> I know that story about the uh, king. It's, it's it's an amazing story because we we when we signed with EMI, we bought a, lo- a ton of gear and it was all yeah. customized. You know, I had twelve bottoms and I had seven Marshall Jesus. heads, and Joey had yeah. Joey had thirty two fifteens and twenty four twelves. Oh my god! And, and and like six eight hundred watt power amps. All these things were plugged in during the show. Yeah, well, because the, for the audience, by the way, Manowar I believe holds the Guinness Book of World Records right. for the loudest show, so, and they beat their own record like right, two we, more we, times after we, that. I mean, we would turn it on for the finale of Battle Hymns, you know that. Yeah. And um, but but it was loud to start with. Believe me. Um, we brought it all over. We brought all our equipment over, and sh- we shipped it all over to to England. It's gonna right? be way expensive. 
It was wasn't as bad as you. Right. We, we, okay. you know. So we shipped all our equipment over there because we had to have it. You know, every square inch of it. Um, so we said we had the tour, and and Merciful Fate was going to open the show, and I never heard of Merciful Fate, but it was cool. I don't care. Just yeah, great. Let's go. Let let's play. So we set up in in the first show in 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 England, UK, and Merciful Fate really didn't have any gear. I mean, they brought some of it. They brought their stuff, and and they asked us, "Could we use your gear?" They brought the makeup kit. Mm-hmm. Right. They didn't forget that. <laughs> Merciful Fate came in and they said, "Can we Bless use your? You. Can we use your gear?" Right. And Joey said, "Can we fuck your wife?" <laughs> oh. Now this, Russ, this wasn't oh, wow. common back then, like uh, touring bands and stuff. Like, hey man, yeah, it was very happy. common for bands to have their wives fucked by men. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I, I, I've often come to broke. My wife comes. <laughs> my wife comes home late at night. I'm like, is, this is loincloth hair. Listen, we went. We didn't bust our asses right. and 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 pay our dues for for some other band to come out and play on our our custom made equipment, custom yeah, right. made razors. Yeah. You, know. you had seven Not amps, though. I mean, doom. if they broke one, no, one's, no, 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 no. And I agree. No, you're not playing on our shit. Yeah. You know? Listen, man, you got a Virgin Steel one. You guys are on tour for too. on tour for a year or something like that. That that's your that's your bread and butter. You don't yeah. want somebody breaking your cymbals, no. breaking your drums, breaking no. your bass. Wait, wait, hold on. Right? I'd like hold to break on, Dean's hold bass. Hold on, hold, on, hold, on, hold on a second, Russ. Virgin Steel asked to use your your gear at the Paramount Theater, and when you said. And when they said, "Can we use your gear?" Did you say Jack Star? <laughs> Never happened, you, Jack. Did you say Jack Star? Try to can we borrow your rug? <laughs> can we borrow your wig? Well, that's a, that's a whole uh, that's a whole other story. But but Merciful Fate, getting back to that. So we play. So Merciful played played their thing, did their thing, and 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 King Diamond came out and he had his his thing, and like Joey called him Chicken Bones. <laughs> and, and he had his, you know. Listen, I don't, I didn't know him, you know. Was, yeah, right. I didn't even see it, you know. So people seemed to like it. it was okay. And all the Kerrang guys were there. Malcolm Dome, all these guys, uh, Dante Benuto, all these, all these. Were you guys on the cover of magazines at this point? Oh, yeah, twice, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I have. I, oh yeah, Melody yeah. Maker. We Mel- were on cover, you know. So Metal Hammer. Yeah, that, every it was our Metal first show Hammer. in England. It was the first show in England, and and it was so much hype and so much and so much, you know. Um, excitement about our first show. I mean, people, who, who is this band? What is this? You know, so so Merciful Fate played, and then we played and blew the place into fucking. I mean, it was just, <laughs> it was just, you know, it was great. I mean, you know, so the next day, next second day of the tour, um, there's no Merciful Fate. We're supposed to do the whole tour, and there's no Merciful Fate. They fucked off. They 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 totally disappeared. They didn't call anyone. They didn't call the promoter. They didn't. I go. What? They what? wimped out. They wimped out. <laughs> I don't know why. And 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 I know Denner and Sherman got because Sean Sean Peck, you know, sings. With, they they didn't even know those yeah. guys. Well, fa- yeah. Fast forward. Fast forward to anyone who doesn't know, Denner and Sherman from Merciful Fate now are back together playing, and Ross plays with. Death Dealer right. and Death Dealer's singer Sean Peck is the singer yeah. for Denner and Sherman. So, so it all came together. Death Dealer's heavy. So you find fuck, out what dude. happened to him? Did you ask be. him? So I he doesn't we, remember. We played remember. a show in in Tel Aviv, and I and I asked them. I I asked the guys, what happened with you guys that day? What what happened with the tour? No one got a word. No, the promoter didn't know. 
No one got a phone call. Hi, we're not doing the tour. It was just no, no call, no show. No That's call. what they call that. CNS. So what they say? What you know, they no you call, know, no show. What the heck's hey, the answer? You know what Ross? they call it? The Danish exit. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> Danish exit. I gotta move to. We Denmark. were looking forward to it. I honestly, I had no pre. You know, I had nothing. I had you know. I think the word you were looking for preconceived preconceived notions. notions of, of, no, thank preconceived you, Dean. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank if you. King Diamond did show up, but you kick his ass. I bet you kick somebody's ass on tour at some point. No, right? no. The door. no? you never it's got into a fight. No. no, no. You seem like a kind of tough guy. I'd be a little afraid. Kinda. Afraid of messing with Russell. When pushed, no. When push comes to shove, no, man. No. Peter knows what I'm talking yeah, fighting, about. Fighting, you don't want these hands. <laughs> no, 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 no. Somebody gets a little crazy Too in the batting yeah. cage. You got to take no. him down a notch. You know. Hey, I, listen. I, I have the I have the kneecapper. <laughs> <laughs> What was, you, was what, Man what, of War supposed to play with Accept at the uh, Paramount Theater? I think World War Three was supposed to be Accept, but I think Johnny Z Johnny Z was the promoter, and he's one of the great, great visionaries of metal. He, Old Bridge Metal Militia. Old Bridge Metal Militia signed yeah. signed uh, Old Bridge New Metallica. Jersey? Yes, signed Anthrax after I produced their first single. Mm. And um, you produced Anthrax's first single. Yes, yes I did. did with Neil Turbin. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I did. Holy oh my shit. god. Yes, I, I did. Sir. Do my the, only, the only good tape they ever did is this. Oh, stop <laughs> it! The first Anthrax. No, no, no. no. no to, to their, to their, was it Ken Kushner and <laughs> Anthrax? To Chris, their, Chris Woody's such a purist. To their defense, their last good record, the last great record, was spreading the disease. Uh, I think well, they've done some. I was fine a work. kid, uh, and I was a big Anthrax fan, and we're not, too modern. You know, I, modern. I, I I think I tapped out. State of Euphoria was like our and justice the, that for was, all. That was yeah. the last, the last okay one. That's I when saw they them on that tour with Halloween and Exodus. <laughs> Halloween, oh, Halloween is good. Yes, it, the felt part. It was loud as fuck. And they had a crazy like state of euphoria stage ramps, like a skating ramp, uh-huh. and then Frank Belly used to run up and then, uh, thank you. That's, that's, are, that's we, are we interviewing Russ. me or Russ the book? I think what they did with uh, the rap guys <laughs> were pretty cool. What was that? Anthrax? Which one? Uh, uh, Public bring, Enemy? Bring the noise. Yeah. I saw Public Enemy and Anthrax yeah. at the Ritz. It was amazing. It was cool. And they I got, I got one thing. last question for Russ. Yes. yes. Oh. All right. Russ, what do you think are like the, the five or ten heaviest tapes of all time? Mm. Oh, shit. This is going to be tough, man. The Good five question. Five or ten. Yeah, it's, it's oh, five or ten. It's like the first, the first, <laughs> Look, the, first the first ten Black Sabbath records. He doesn't say <laughs> four yeah, or five. Yeah. He says five, five or ten. Yeah. Five or ten. Five or ten. Thanks first for that last question, Woody. Head. That'll take about a half hour. Uh, Russ the bus. Can you possibly <laughs> answer a question? Like I don't know. Led Zeppelin one. Yeah. Oh, one. Yeah. Yeah. Whole um, Black Sabbath. First three. F- first. Four Black Sabbath. No, record. first. Five, no, you're gonna yes. you're gonna leave out sabotage. No, yeah, you yes. sabotage. You have to put sabotage. Oh, sabotage. You gotta put sabotage. Oh. sabotage is yeah. the best. My bad. My bad. Yeah, so far, you're five for five. <laughs> so you, get, you got six. Yeah. Uh, mountain climbing. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is- Humble that's Pie live cake. at the Fillmore. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who one. live at Leeds? Yeah, uh, correct. Side two. He likes the live albums. <laughs> you get a lot of variety. Tales of topographic oceans. Mm. Like, yes. Mm. <laughs> 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 you throw stones in there. Disraeli gears. Ooh. Cream? Kind of, yes. Yeah, you love cream. it. Cream. Absolutely. I love the cream. Now, uh, Ross, and, you, and Wheels of Fire. You're a big Cream fan? A Clapton, uh, huge, huge. Clapton guitar player yes. fan? Like later on in Clapton's yes. career, did he no. get dis- no. disillusioned? No. Oh, you're still Fail. way into Pre- it. Really? Pre-Fender. Pre-Fender yes. Strat. Mm. Oh. Yes. You don't think Clapton kind of got like a little pedestrian towards the end? And Terrible. You no, know, he hates, he doesn't like I don't it. like the Strat. doesn't like anything pre, he doesn't like anything post-Fender. He's a Jack Fender Bruce Clapton. fan. Cream fucking rules. They did rule. They did. Jack Bruce rules. 
I'm so clean. How about that BLT record? I like that song. Yeah, I'm so clean. My favorite Cream song is Dean Ristler has a beard. I know that song. And you know who's too. a great guitar player? Uh, of course, Thin Lizzy. Um, nice. <laughs> Gary Moore. Ooh, Gary Moore is yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. Great, unbelievable guitar They're player. Great guitar player. Who? Brian Robinson. Brian Robinson. Trower. Trower. Ronnie Montrose. Ronnie Montrose, right? Mm. Peter Frampton. Yeah. Yep. Peter Frampton was once a good guy. Once a good guitar player. <laughs> he was a good guitar player. Framtron? What do you mean once a good guy? Did you have Framtron. a run-in with Peter Frampton, Dean, or something? A Framtron. Framtron. <laughs> what's, your, what's your favorite Deep Purple tape? Oh. Ooh. I'm sorry, Woody. You're out of questions. Burn? Burn is my favorite. Burn, Burn. is my favorite. Highway Star. We don't care what Dean's favorite is. I want to know what Russ is. <laughs> I like Highway Star. Yeah, I which like. one? Uh, that's uh, in rock. Machine Head. Machine, Machine Head. Moment yeah. in time. I think in rock. I think in rock is the best Gillen record. Sometimes I burn I, is I, the best. I think Club Space record. Trucking and 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 that song are what? like the two best rock songs. Sometimes Space I listen. I'm like, I, does it get any better than Space Trucking? Live and in fucking... Japan, man. Live in Japan. Yeah, made in Japan is amazing. Made in Japan is a great record. Is there any '90s bands you guys like? I, I, I <laughs> is there anything like like no. that you would? Obituary? I know Dean hates the '90s. Oh, I hate Marone. the '90s. Woody hates it. And, but is there anything like that you would single out and go, "Hey, you know what? This is good." I missed the '90s. My son was born in '91. I kind of yeah. missed it. I don't. I. I don't. And I don't even miss it. The '90s are pathetic. I don't they even suck. know what happened. It was the worst. I, I was just curious if there's like one band like Dean. That, Pavement. Dean's always railing about the '90s, how it's they the worst. and he's right. I, I lived live through it. Is there a band that you would be like, okay? <laughs> hey, I lived through the '90s. I know. I that, lived through it. That's I was ten there. years. There's got to be somebody you like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I liked uh, the Godflesh Street, Cre- Street Ooh, Cleaner record. Okay, yes, Street Cleaner is. Desperosity was banned in 1999. I like. I like the, the, the only stuff I like from the '90s. Yeah. In general, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's there's little blips. Pockets. In, yeah, little. Mm-hmm. But in general, is uh, '90s death metal, and '90s hip hop, and that's about it. But even with the hip hop, it's yeah. like really few and far between. Come on, oh, come on. 90s hip hop. He's like honest. The, uh, hip-hop. Tri-fall yeah. Quest. The 80s. Yeah. Red Man. 80s was the best. 80s, 80s, 80s was the best. But, but ni- there was some good 90s hip hop. Do you want that BB King record in mono or stereo? <laughs> 90s. The only good thing about ni- the 90s was my dinner jacket I wore on the cruise. You the all sound like a bunch of old men. Hold on. I got, I got one more question for Russ. Yes. Was there ever a band that opened for Man of War that you were like, holy shit, these <laughs> guys are, are giving us a run for our money. They might blow us off the stage. Or were you it, was, shaking, that his shaking, shaking his head? Shaking his fucking head. Enough's enough. Head. You're getting the big no here, Woody. He's... No. No. Nope. You always felt every night no. that you can go out and just you're going to be the best band Nothing. ever. Listen, no one else mattered. I got to say this. Listen, I have had my cri- criticisms of, of Man of War after I left, but. Uh, when the four of us were together, me, Joey, Eric, and Scott, there was n- I, I felt that there was no heavy metal band on the planet that could touch the band. Did you kind of we feel that like talk, it was a sport? Like you were a sp- like you were a, a uh, you know a football player, a baseball player going out there? Like, listen, I'm going to go out there and hit a home run. No one could beat me. Yeah, we felt it. We 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 built the band that way, and we felt that there was nothing that can stop us except ourselves. And why? Why did you leave Man of War? Were you asked no, to leave? No, 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 no. Okay, so or I, I think Joey wrote the Wikipedia. <laughs> I was, <laughs> I was a, believe it or not, guys. I was asked to leave the band. I was asked Ooh. to leave. I was asked to leave. I was asked to leave the band that I founded, that that, that I was partners with Joey, because I mean, you know, things get you know things get out of control, um, greed, 
um, you know, it's just it's just unfortunate. And the timing of it was was the most ridiculous thing I've ever. You know, it, right before Kings of Metal, Kings of Metal is about to be released. Is it like eighty four? Eighty eight. Oh, and then, oh, wow. Yeah, um, John's the metal expert. Yeah, he's a man. What a stunt. I misspoke. <laughs> Fuck you. <Lou>. I mean, <laughs> go eat a Sabaro slice and burned by Woody. Ooh. Mick Taylor, Mick Taylor leaving the Stones and Ross DeBoer's exactly uh, exiting Manowar <laughs> on on the on the verge of their biggest record. Yeah, I mean the timing. I mean, what kind of moronic? <laughs> how do you do? You uh, know, I don't know. What's the? What do you think that? What's thinking there? Is what's it just the thinking? A, pers- Joey, a no personality? Thinking, no thinking involved. There is no thinking. That's the problem. And because Joey wanted complete control yeah. of everything, and uh, and he thought by uh, by just getting taking you out me, of the equation, yeah, there was no no one no one will notice. <laughs> what? Yeah. Well, good luck with that. Hey, Russ, do you, you want to? Do you think these guys could handle you telling them about the dictators touring with ACDC and Thin Lizzy at the same time? Well, that's right. Well, uh, we, that's right. We did. We did the the, the the show at the Palladium. ACDC opened for us, and then they they were so cool. They packed up and went and played CBGBs. They played two shows in one day, and and they told me. Malcolm told me they used to do three in Australia. Yeah. So the, I mean that's why why they are ACDC because that's what they used to do, and so we were did we did some other shows with them. We were on and the people, same. Booking I think agency. people forget that they're like working bands that like you know oh, they, they busted they do ass. three shows a they night. You're playing a club to make some money back in the day. So we had one show, Thin Lizzy, the Dictators opening, Thin Lizzy, ACDC. And that's the triple bill. That's, pretty that's good the night. trip. That's the triple bill. That's amazing. Holy and that cow. was unbelievable. I, I met- was on acid. <laughs> <laughs> I gave you a B plus. <laughs> so you, you don't have that concept. And, do you, and you know what? ACDC and Tim Lizzie did not get along. Oh, really? No. Why there is was, that? There were some bad vibes there, I, I noticed. That Chicks? They just didn't. It's Irish-Australian? There, there wasn't a warm kumbaya feeling right there. Huh, no, but, but, but both bands loved the dictator. They did. How, both how the long were you on tour with uh, those guys? I don't know. We played like two weeks. So you got to know like ACDC and stuff. Do you guys all hang out after the show? ACDC wrote about the dictators in their book. Yes, very, very complimentary. I don't know if you know this. You were in a legendary uh, punk rock band. (laughs) I mean, it's true. He's not a punk rock band. He said that. Uh, Proto punk, they call it now. Proto punk. They they are what made punk possible. (laughs) Beyond category. You want another gear story? Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay, so <laughs> we're, we're playing. I think it's the Midwest. Woody's drawers around his ankles. Hold on, it's worth right. pointing out. John Houlihan doesn't bring gear or move yeah. gear at his gig. Right. What do you Bullshit. think about that? Who's that? Let's say that again. Crazy. Wait, say that again, Woody. John doesn't move. It doesn't bring gear. He doesn't move gear, and he doesn't drive. Really? He makes his wife drive. This old lady does it all. Listen, dummy. That's being a rock star. I've been carrying drum sets and amps. My whole life, you just learned how to play guitar five years ago. <laughs> My wife drives me home because I drink at the show. You dummy, and I don't he does drink. Does drink, and he drinks Woody. a lot. Hey, Woody, it. Woody, you know, you know who helps out with the gear a lot with the Dictator show? Handsome Dick Manitoba. Yes, he's, he's nonstop. Really? Oh, Goddamn right. He's nonstop such a bringing in gear. Man. He, <laughs> just, he busts his ass. Hey, oh, you no, guys no, sound like you're being a little sarcastic. Oh, yeah, I don't know what that means. <laughs> he's, he's got I the th- bar and everything. I think yeah. he's in the van watching the uh, Yankees game on MLB no, he TV. Stay, you on know his what phone he did? When we go to Europe, he just stays in the hotel. Ever, you guys ever catch one of the band members jerking off or banging backstage? No, no, Jay Ellinger. No, not in this band. So. You want to hear the story? Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, thanks. Shut the fuck thanks. Up? <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I'm shutting the fuck up. Okay. Everybody. Okay. So. Rain it in. Dictators, 
Thin Lizzy, ACDC. Jesus Christ. So I walk into the venue. I walk in. I just, you know, go to the backstage. And I see, I see this guy playing guitar. And it just happened to be Gary Moore. And I see him playing this guitar. And it's a Les Paul guitar. And I walk Ooh. in. And I walk in. I go, <laughs> listen. Listen to this. I walk in. I go, I know that guitar. I says, I know that guitar. I've seen that guitar. Yeah. I know exactly who that guitar is. That's Peter. That's Peter Green's guitar, wasn't From it? From Fleetwood Mac. That's right. It's all that's, black. That's Peter Green's Les Paul guitar, correct? He, Gary goes, yep. His personal guitar. Right. And and so wow. so Peter Green sold it or gave it to Gary. And and so needless to say, it's one of the most valuable guitars yeah. in the world. Kirk Hammond, I think, just bought it for $800,000. You know, I read this. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. yeah, he owns it now. That's right. Yeah, but you know what Kirk did to it? He painted, it's a million-dollar guitar. <laughs> yeah, but P Kirk painted Vampira on it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it, it in glitter. Hey, listen, listen, that, listen, that, listen more it. importantly. I thought he put a, <laughs> listen, more, a, a more, more beer way, sticker listen, on way it. more importantly. Your death style determines your lifestyle. Hey, <laughs> Ross, are you here to say that you think Kirk, you, uh, you've met Kirk Hammond a bunch of times? Are you here to say he's a gay man? <coughs> no, no. no. He's not gay. I, know his, I know his ex girlfriend. Listen, I'm trying to get a metal injection tomorrow. No. I'm just kidding. Who knows? No, but, anyway, spe but speaking of gay, you see. Joey DeMaio used to call Iron Maiden Iron Gay Man. That's mm. right. <laughs> Much to my horror. He's pretty yes. good at puns. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to <laughs> strangle him every time I heard that. What's Joey doing now? <laughs> they do Man Award. They're doing the, the last He's working tour. at the bakeries. <laughs> the final battle. <laughs> Oh, was it Joey that started that feud with Twisted Sister too? That's right. <laughs> yes, it was. Yes. Oh, yeah. Russ, what is your opinion on uh, Twisted Sister? They were a club band that Love just the, rocked. That. You, yeah, you the, yeah. You know those guys? Oh, oh, I know Mark them. Mark Mendoza oh, was in the in the Dictators. Yeah, wow. hey, let's talk about more second record. Let's I talk about him. more than Mark Mendoza, like. best bass player Dictators ever had. What kind of bass are you ooh, playing ooh. right now? Ron? Tell them about Mark Mendoza and the rental cars. <laughs> oh, oh, best driver God. ever. Best driver ever. Right? <laughs> a, it was a terror. He was a fucking terror. By he the way, there's a 57 time driver. Dean's heard this story. Tremendous, in the tremendous driver. So we're on tour. We had two <laughs> rental cars, right? We're going in the Midwest with these, these, these you know, the, through flat. the country. Yeah. It's flat. It's just flat. like, so we're driving, right? So we're having, we're, we're having wars. We're throwing tomatoes at each other. Through the cars, we have eggs. We're egging each other. Van Award. Van Award. So Mark, Mark had this great little thing that he used to do. Really, really cute little thing. He used to like drive like at ninety miles an hour, okay. Yeah. And then he used to he used to shut the, the engine off while we're driving. Scream. Right. Shut the engine off. Pump the gas. And turn the car back on, and flames would come out the back of the car. <laughs> oh my God! Wake like, up! We're crashing. That's what he used to do back in the day when rentals yeah. didn't mean shit. I always wondered how you made flames come out of a car. Now that's I know. how we did it. This is the most, the, the great, off, the best driver I've ever, it. best driver I've ever been with, yeah. Mark Mendoza. How long were you, you ever, were, you, were you ever so successful that you had a, an actual like crazy bus and man, we're having a bus. We had buses. Bus. Yeah. You, a, you know what a bus calls it? Cost a day like now? Right. Not a, not as bad as you think. Ross, tell me. You the think? Truth, uh, right? What do you what do you think? I don't know. Buses are great because you don't have to take hotel rooms. Right. <laughs> you can sleep in the bunk. That's right. You don't have to worry about driving. You don't have to look at the road and get freaked out. I'm That's a nervous right. passenger. I don't like looking. That's at That's my room. next tour. I'm going to have a bus. Well, did you guys? <laughs> did you bang in the bus when you're yes. on? Yeah. Ross, when you're on a tour with the bus. <laughs> yes. Did, did you guys ever play uh, lug nut roulette? <laughs> What's that? 
That's when uh, everybody picks a lug nut, and then when you roll into your new stop, whoever's is the closest to the most the 12 o'clock position wins all the money in the pot. It's like free party. It's a game to be played. That's a good game. I do that. It was banging. No, they do that. That's a thing. Not like roulette. I think it was banging whores and cocaine. (laughs) Right. Too busy. (laughs) Ross, was there ever a point in your life that uh, you were partying too much? You're like, ah, man, that's it. I'm done. I'm done. I don't know if you're a party or not. I'm, I'm saying, yeah, I'm, yeah. I, you know, I'm. I don't have a. I, I'm, luckily, I don't have. I don't have an addictive personality. You kept it on an even keel. Can I like, some, like certain people in my band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't. I, I honestly have no the, idea. Uh, you know, just mainly one lead singer. But, Dean. Um, yeah. No, Dean is great. Yeah, um, I'm, ba- I'm banging heroin as we yeah, speak. Right. He's doing the lean yeah. right now. No, luckily. Ooh, I wish. I, I I I've been in bands with guys that are dead. So. Dean, you ever do heroin? I never did. No, no, no. I, I am I'm looking forward to it though. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, oh, it's um, great. I, I puked all over the no, White yeah, Castle. No, I, I, I gotta tell I gotta tell you the honest truth. The, the only the only drug I'm really interested in doing, and I know it's gonna be terrifying. Rock and roll. Hard no, work. No, I want to do DMT. Oh, that's What's too that? scary. I heard man. it's done dirt cheap. What's that like? <laughs> <laughs> Horse tranquilizer. Uh, it's no DMT is like it's the fucking... the god drug. The god oh, drug. It's like ayahuasca. Yeah. I'm gonna do heroin if like I'm in the, if I'm in the hospital oh, I'm and like cha- I'm like 78. I'm like you know. No oh, I'm deal. chasing the dragon guys. I was thinking spoke. about it. I did that. I can't wait. And I was thinking I did the other day. I said I stole no. a freaking car. I said I can't believe it. That poor guy. You stole a car? Yeah, but then I, I left it in Middle Village. Oh yeah. <laughs> Hey, Might Dean, been I've been trying spot. to get these guys to take shrooms with me. I've never tried shrooms. I've, I've, oh, never, I've, never, I've never done I'm shrooms. I'm like the kind of guy who likes to do everything <laughs> once. I've never done shrooms. I've acid? Never done Ross, acid. Are you, you're an really? acid, you're an acid man? No. 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 no, right? What, did you go to Catholic school or something? <laughs> I did. Did the ludes, yeah. and now they can't find them. Crap, not crap. You guys want to play crap, not crap? Oh, really yeah. quick. Special, then, special, not special edition. We got to take a quick this break. Good, uh, let's take a break, because I have to piss so Do you want to take a break? Yeah, let's pee and run outside. Let's take a very quick break. We're behaving ourselves because Hey, Dean. I'm, I'm okay. going to sign off, guys. Thanks, Ross. Woody, Woody, thanks, Ross. Hey, 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 you're Woody. You're still there? The right. Thanks a lot. I'm, you know. I'm sure Ross is going to keep jamming whether you tell him to or not, but thank you. Kill well, with I'll, pa- always, I'll always be in the front row. I've seen Ross <laughs> in the pack. I've seen him in the Spinatras. I've seen him, you know, a zillion times. I saw him at the streets in Nourishelle. Do, do, do you want the many King on mono? That's what I want to know. Do, Do you want me to get you a Ross the Boss autograph on a no, Man of War record? No, I'll give it to you. Yeah. You don't have any good. Do you have any Man of War tapes? Um, yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. All right. Well, you're the you're the first first and only corner caller. Congratulations. Have, you him, have him sign you're your minute. You're a winner. Here's Kill with Power. We'll be back after this. Thanks, Woody. Be right back. It's Woody. Woody slamming down his rotary phone.
right, we're back live from the garage here. Are you kidding me? We have Ross the Boss, uh, guitar legend. Live and in person. Live in the studio. In and the fucking not, flesh. Not even on the phone. And we're Ross, thanks so much for doing it, man. I mean, this is a treat for us, and we really appreciate you Thank taking you. time out. And this is amazing. I've been hearing in. about this for a, for a long time. Uh, so. Ross, how do people, what are the plugs? How do people go to the batting cages? How? <laughs> yeah. Frozen ropes? Yeah, show up there, hit some... Listen, you think you're a baseball player? You think you like baseball? Try hitting a 75-mile-an-hour fastball. 75, right? That's a change-up. It's hard. It's hard as hell. Hardest thing in sports. You're lucky to foul it off. Hardest Hardest thing thing in in sports. sports. Hitting Hitting a round ball with a round bat. Russ, do you think uh, the uh, hitters now are catching up to the the superheat? And that's mm. adding to the home run total. Yeah, why is there 55 home runs? What the I think going on? I think the ball might be juiced up a little again. Yeah. yeah, I believe that. Too. I think so. But you don't I think, think these guys take it par- take it apart in the dugout and look at? But no, yeah. something's think, going think, on. Right? Uh, you, you never know. But it's it it goes in phases. Uh-huh. You know, sometimes usually it's, uh, some some years the pitching has the has the edge, and then all of a sudden the hitting has the edge. Yeah. You know, I I think that's kind of. Part of the downfall of the matches, like even besides the, you know, ridiculous injuries, mm-hmm. is that you have all these guys who throw really hard, and the batters are just catching up to those fast. So they know it's coming almost. And they're, they're not they're making it the hard. pitchers aren't making their adjustments. Hey, what did we do tonight, Mario? What did Harvey do? And why he's, is he still I, four I runs? I saw Aton said that he four was runs. doing badly. Yeah, not too good. Four runs, four <sighs> innings, or something like four that. Four runs, four. Innings. Harvey's yeah. done. I'm going to yeah. say it right now. Why, the over. game's going on behind my back. It's over. It's over. It's over. Uh, it's done. Can you turn Dino? I don't even think my mic's on. Is it on? Oh, there oh. we go. He thinks you're I'm there sitting we there. Go. We're <laughs> back live from the broad chair on Radio Nope, and uh, that's that Dean awesome. Rispler speaking. Yeah, right yeah. Well, I'll tell you this. Um, it's As far as pitching goes, as far as I'm concerned, it's not. It's it doesn't matter. It's not about speed. It can't be about speed anymore. It has to be about placement. Right. It has to be about placement always. Because right. you take guys who are older, getting older, and who who – who are still amazing pitchers? Well, at least not not so much anymore. But back in the, you know, not even ten years ago, you had guys who were great pitchers, getting old and not not throwing hard. They're hard. Plenty of guys and plenty who of threw guys hard in the beginning adjusted. Well, look through the pitching coach. Look at Bartolo Colon. Yeah, sexy. Yeah, yes. big sexy uh, w- location, location, Tremendous. location. Yeah. Hey, you know. Absolutely, sure. you got to teach yourselves other pitches. You're not going to be in the league for the long. The guy we signed R- him, R- signed R- him R- as a as a goofy. R- won like 14 games. You know, but no, Mario. Let's not get crazy. Ari Dickey was like terrible the last two years or something. But you got to. his year, he had that one good year. Location. He doesn't know where the ball's going to go. That's true. No one does. But these guys, last game is even Syndergaard. These guys who who try to just blow it past people. No, but Syndergaard on it, man. Syndergaard. Came in, uh, he, he was like twenty pounds heavier of muscle. May mm. pitchers are not supposed to be no. muscle guys. No, the guy the, the, as soon as one guy the, the pitching coach saw that this guy's gonna this guy's gonna break down. Yeah, and watch what happened. We he all broke knew down. what was gonna happen, and he broke you, down in a weird way. That's he, what Cespedes said. Stretched his chest muscle. Like, who does pitchers that? are not supposed to be buffed like right. that. Listen, what did the Braves win with Glavin and uh, Maddox, guys who paint the corners? But now they also argue that it's harder to paint the. I don't know. Look at Mariano Rivera. I mean, this guy's not a big. It was, just, it was not. He was amazing. As much as I he was not a good, and he had one pitch. Not, not a good starter. He had one pitch. Was it had, the cutter? The cutter. So uh, you don't have to be. I mean, pitchers don't have to be monsters. You know, so it it just gets to the point where I mean, these guys are just so over. 
trained. Even if you look at a, you know, familiar, he could throw 100 miles an hour and guys knocking it into where they ain't. Yeah, right I, 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 listen, it's it's great to have that speed, but you, you have to. Where's Ryan? You have to have this placement. Absolutely. And where is Ryan? Does Bantry. he know we have a radio show? Ryan. Or does he just like to talk to the I think ladies he went outside? With Pat and, uh, I think Ryan thinks he's Sam from Louisville. I what think, Sam, I think he's Louisville. Sam and Queens, man. Wow, Ryan is gone. <laughs> hey, Ryan. What, what is this, Wait. like a vacation hey, for you? Ryan's back. It's, I a, have a, news, it's a cruise. I have a news bit, John. Yeah, all right, go, I man. I promise you won't be disappointed. No. In, Quickly. In the news, Puerto Rico is an island surrounded by water. Ryan, what's in the game? Man? Big oceans. Big, big oceans. Big oceans. <laughs> That's the news. Big problems there. How much time we got? First things first. Do we got time 15 for... minutes. You can't just drive a truck there. Shush. Do we have time for uh, Crap problem. Not Crap? Let's play uh, Crap Not Crap. All right, quickly. Uh, crap Not Crap. Uh, yes. Pantera. Crap. Cinderella. Crap. crap. Wait, where's the rest of the <laughs> I'm not going to say it. He's right on it. I can't say <laughs> it. Ross the Bus, too nice. Halloween. Great. Jeff Not Crap. Not Crap. Not Crap. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Megadeth. Not Crap. Not Crap. Quiet Riot. Not Crap. Semi Crap. No. Twisted Sister. <laughs> not, crap. not crap. White Lion. <laughs> well, Vito's not crap, but the rest of the Vito's band is Vito's a great crap. guy. Uh, a white Snake. Not crap. Not crap. Uh, white Zombie. Kind of kind of mm. half crappy. Mm. Exodus. Not, not crap. crap. Grim Reaper. Not, not crap. crap. Motley Crue. Not crap. 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 Nope, I disagree. Crap. Nope. Dude, like Dean, Wild Side is a kick-ass song. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> girls, am, I, am, girls, I not, am I not supposed to be playing this? No, you, you could, of course please. you could play it. He's entitled to his opinion. I don't, I don't know the rules. You're totally supposed, all to supposed to play this? There are no I, I rules. It's joint. You do? The last time I was here, which was 10 years ago, <laughs> we all played it. To, Dean, you know, each, each you're individual supposed to play. Okay. Okay. okay, I'm sorry. Dean and Ross. I don't know, know the rules. No, it's, I don't know the rules. You, got, you guys we got like it. We like to hear how you two on your... Gore. Kind of crappy. I mean, hilarious, but I'll crappy. It's shtick. Poison. Yeah. Crap. Skid Row. What about Ross? Not crap. Not crap about Skid Row. Skid Row's good. That fucking second record is amazing. Ross, what did you think when when you guys were uh, playing metal and all the hair bands came up? Like, what was that scene like? Did you guys like not respect them? Or you're like, okay, this is something else. Or? I never, I never, I never, never liked the glam bands. Right. Never liked it. I mean, I can, I can, you, you, I, you, I like good like, songs. But you like uh, Motley Crue. Yes. I like. Yeah. I can appreciate good songs. You like your, a have. good pop song. Of course. What's your favorite pop song? It's not the raspberries. Raspberries. <laughs> 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 go all the way. Ringo. Yep. Ringo. Not crap. Not crap. Oh, Ringo. Uh, Ramones. <laughs> Best. Amazing. Not crap at all. They're right here. Ross the Boss. Ramones. Top five band. Pantera. <laughs> we already asked that. Yeah, Dio. Not Great. crap. Not crap. Dio Sabbath. Not, not crap. crap. Yeah. Dio Sabbath or Ozzy. Um, Come on, Ozzy. Ozzy. Dawkins. <laughs> uh, I like I like George Lynch, but I don't like. Yes. And then this has some good songs. The Lynch Mob. Te- Dream no, I don't like. This. I like this. I like the Dream Warriors movie. Great. Technical ecstasy. Amazing. Not crap. Finally, Steely Dan. Not, not crap. crap. Ooh, interesting. Very Ooh. polarizing. Ooh. Steely Dan, uh, Ross the Boss, and Dean both saying not crap. Very unanimous. Yeah. That's crap. Yeah. Not crap with the dictator. Oh, I'm sorry, Manitoba, New York City, or whatever they call that. Yeah. Hey, John, I don't know. Screw I you, Sharnoffs. Sure We're gonna have you in next week. <laughs>
John, I realized something about Steely Dan, though. Uh-oh. That they stink? It hasn't really been that polarizing. Everybody's been saying that I they're guess. good. I guess. Maybe I'm the you. only one. Because he's <laughs> dead. Well, that, yeah, I, under, I totally yeah, understand. Everybody loves Prince now. I don't Damn know. shame. You don't like Prince? No. I I'm still do. sad over wow. Prince. Ryan, what's in the game? Steely Dan is, sounds like you're, I'm in a dentist's office, get my teeth pulled, and there's a bottle of tequila there, and I'm in college or something. And everyone's doing coke but me. <laughs> yeah, everyone's doing coke. Yeah, everyone's but, smarter yeah, than me. Yeah, I'm annoying. I'm like petting a cat in the corner. Of the party, it's I a bunch of philosophy majors. Yeah, it's like fuck you. You know what, John? That is that's pretty romantic, though. <laughs> I kind of, I'm kind of into that. Now, I, now I like uh, Steely Dan even more. I'm going to pit. All I have is cat. laughing gas. <laughs> <laughs> Never happened, Jack. Oh, All right, shit. let's play Ryan game. Thank hey, you. What's Thank Ryan? What's Ryan? Game? Quickly, hey, Ryan oh, yeah. comes up with a trivia time. game every we week. Have we have oh, no yeah. idea what it's going to be. Here it is. Puerto Rico is an island. Tonight we're going to play 20 Seconds. 20 Seconds. But we're going to play Special Edition 20 Seconds. Uh, it's all music. In honor of Ross the Boat? It's all music, yeah. Because well, I know, number one, babies. that we were going to have a packed house. It's not fair. Ross knows everything about music. And I know, number two, that we're going to have music legends here tonight. Yeah, all right. All right? So. I'll do the best. This is how it works. I give you 20 seconds. You have to rattle off as many examples as you can in the in the category that I gave you. Engelbert Humperdinck. <laughs> Ding. <laughs> I'm going to start with John. John knows this game pretty well. Hairdo banged his daughter. Yeah. Really? <laughs> Jesus. What? 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 Really? Wow. True. I'll tell you later. Wow. That's he had cool. sex with his child? No, I don't know if Engelbert knew. Is it a she step? Oh. That's, That's so, pretty cool. Uh, I shouldn't have said that. Pete's going to be my official the... scorekeeper tonight. And, All right. Uh, Mario. Oh, I I'm I sorry. Mario's going to be the scorekeeper. Ten minutes. And Pete's going to be the timekeeper. You want the time? No, I don't want the time. John, we'll start with you just to show you, show them how it's done, okay? Hit it. Right, show us it. how it's done, John. John, in 20 seconds, name as many songs as you can that mention colors. Go. Uh, colors by uh, Ice-T. I'll um, take it. Uh, 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 blue by you. Okay. <laughs> oh, in um, my brain. Um, blue. Blue Christmas. White Christmas. Good, uh, Black good. Sabbath. Good. Uh, uh, yes. Uh, uh, oh, in my brain. Uh, 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 yellow submarine. Stop. Yes. Time's up. Time's up. All right. I, I did okay. That's not bad at all, my friend. I'll take four or five, whatever that was. How many five. you get, Mario? Five. five. A generous five. I need the some of the ones. You gotta tell me what's generous five. fucking five on that one. So, uh, some of the ones you missed were purple haze Ooh. and green river. Purple rain. And deep purple. Mm. Mm. Deep purple. Pink Mar Cadillac. Mario. Yes. Great. I'm gonna Mario. suck. Raspberry's yes. not a color. In 20 yes, seconds, name as many songs as you can <laughs> that have fire in the title. Go. Hit me, baby. All right. Fire in the sky. Nope. Mm, he's uh, just guessing bullshit now. Fire. fire in the sky. Uh, I'm, fi I'm, I'm sure there's a song. What songs have fire in them, Dean? It's fire in the sky. It's smoke it's fire. Song. The song's fire. Why don't you start, fire. Why don't you start with fire? Does it have to have it in the title or just in the song? Long it's distance runner. Baby, light my fire. In the title. How about the doors? Light my fire. Yes. Into uh, one. Done. I'm fired. One. You're done. You're done. We hit it. You missed fire on the mountain. 20 seconds? Yeah. Fire by Arthur Brown. Yeah. We got one. <laughs> Ross trying to help you, man. Fire in the sky. Yeah. What are some of the ones he missed? Fire on the mountain. Boom, Smoke on the water does not have fire in the sky. Where there's smoke, there's fire, John. That's a. You're fired. Don't you hate one of those sons of bitches? What else, Fire Fired up by Mario. You blew it. I got one point. Let's go, let's go to Dean Risplit. Dino, right. you're up, baby. You guys okay. Dean, okay. in 20 seconds, name as many songs as you can that mention summer 
in the title. Go. He's going to nail this. Uh, Boys of Summer. Summer of 69. Um... Oh shit! Uh, I love to help you, man. Long, uh, <laughs> no. Oh, uh, summertime blues. Yes. Uh, that's bullshit. And, um, Cheating. He does uh, it for everybody. Su- Ross summer the boss of is death. Him answers. I'll take it. Done. <laughs> All right. Some Ross. of the ones you missed were uh, summertime and hot fun in the summertime. Fun. Oh, yeah. Summer of death. I no, like both summer the, in the city by like loving spoons. Yeah, Paul. Yes. But do I give it to him? Because Ross gave him like two. No, no. It's okay. I didn't. I didn't, didn't. I gave him one. You didn't start no. singing summertime yeah, blues. It's a fun game tonight. Next. I love to help you, Ross. Ross, the boss. Thank you. Good job, Dean. Thank you. We're gonna give Ross twenty seconds. Ross, name as many songs as you can that mention love in the title. Go. Go. Love is blue. All you need is love. Um, It's tough when you're on the spot. uh, uh, Yeah, I know. It's like, I don't know. Nazareth. Five seconds. Love love hurts. Um, Bingo. Love is all you need. need. All right, got What was that? Love's four. four. Love sucks. What is that? Love stinks. Love, love stinks. Love me two times. You know what? Stinks? Love me two times. That song's love me two times. Love me two times. <laughs> Some of the ones you missed were love in an elevator. Love in an elevator. Uh, love, love, love. Is that a song? Living it up when I'm love going down. Love me do. Love me do. That's Ross's favorite band. The Beatles have to have like twenty love songs. Yeah, that's right. I love you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She loves me. Loves she me loves too. Me. <laughs> Let's go to uh, love me that's it. Let's go to Pete next. Travel and Pete. Are you doing the time or am I doing Let's my own go. time? You Take can do it. your own time, my All right, friend. Let's, hit it. Let's go. What do you got? Uh, I'll time as, you. Name as many songs as you can that mention America or American in the title. Go. American woman. Yes. Um, living in America. <laughs> James <laughs> yeah, Brown. James Brown. Yeah. Rock, Rocky um, soundtrack. We are Rocky an American Ford. band. Yes. Yeah. Guess who? Um, Wait, you guess who were Canadian? Yeah, that yeah. works. Yeah. Yep. Uh, U.S. Blues. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Mm. Time's up. Got the U.S. Blues. No. Ross, you, you want to give that to him? Ross likes it? Yeah. You want to give it to him? Some of the ones you missed were American Girl. Tom Petty. What about the song America? Ross, Tom Petty. I've come to crap or not crap. Not crap. What's that? Me too. Tom Petty. Who? Tom Petty? Not crap at all. Crap. Do we got time to go around one more time? Let's go. Sean's right? got the lead. I agree, Dean. You never know, though. John has eight minutes. We're good. Let's go around one more time, baby. people. All right. We're doing good. John, round, you, got round. you know what, John? We're also doing well. <laughs> John, in 20 seconds. You know what? How's, how's the English? Do you have a chalkboard in the van showing Hanson Dick Manitoba how to spell? Dictators um, has to if, be in If we had that, we'd run out of chalk within mm-hmm. 15 minutes. If, if, how many times have you wanted to kick Hanson Dick out of the band, but you can't because he is the band? Um, every oh. five seconds. <laughs> Are we going to Manitoba? I, after this. No. Question. By the way, I, you know, Crap. handsome Dick Manitoba and I. <laughs> uh, whatever. His show on Sirius is fantastic. Yes, it is good. It really yeah. is. Do you good. ever fill in for that? It's on this no. Little Stevens Underground Garage, and his yeah. show. He, it, it, you know. It's curated like yeah. basically for us. It's great. I love how yeah. they I love every the, song he plays is good. Well, not that I don't well, know if he plays them. Too. He doesn't. He doesn't choose the songs. I do that but, last week. But, you know why? Because he was like, 
that was Teenage Fan Club. I'm like, no fucking way. Yeah. No but, fucking but way. To, but, but, I had but, that record. But to <laughs> HDM, but to the Manitoba's defense, yeah. he does do extensive research on the songs. Yeah. He, he really does. And he's a good DJ. He's and, living yeah, the dream. He, yeah, he, does, he talks for, for a I minute like or so. He, he's, and, he's and, like, and while we're at it, while we're at it, let me just say that since Ross and I here are here, we are both DJs ourselves. Yeah. Gimme Radio. Gimme Radio. If you go to gimmeradio.com and sign up for free right now. That's right. I'm sorry. It is a 24 hour seven days a week heavy metal station that's right and Ross the Boss has his show called From the Cage right. recorded live at the cage in All Middle right. Village I signed up for Gimme Radio literally it took me 30 seconds Give me you go to Gimme radio. radio you type your email in it takes 30 seconds you signed up and now you have a free radio station list. god damn it I'm gonna do it Give you me gotta records. do it you got, we got Ross the Boss we got Johan Hegg from Amana Amana Marth yeah. and we got, who, uh, this is your uh, brainchild sir no 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 yeah. it's a really good friend of mine who, who started it who's not really a, wasn't a metalhead before yeah. they, they started this radio station because him and all his friends they used to work at all these uh streaming co- uh streaming services and we're like we don't want a, a computer picking our songs we want real human beings yeah so when they started it they had to like choose a genre and they were like the the most dedicated listeners and people who buy merch and we can make money from doing this and keep keep this spirit alive are metalheads and that's how i got involved first they were like you should, you know, we we want you to be involved. So I got involved as an enjoy investor. that free pass, ass wife. <laughs> no, oh, exactly. I swear to God, I, I did not mean to hit the button. I didn't. It's all right. It's okay. Okay. That's give me give me radio dot com. Takes two seconds to sign up. Yep. Trust me, it'll be worth it. What's that? No, we can't say that yet. Uh-oh. No, but we Don't can say. say but we do have uh, Jessica Pimentel from uh, Orange Is the New Black. Oh, oh Maron. And yeah. <laughs> And we got uh, um, Johan Hegg, I mentioned before. We got uh, Randy Blythe from uh, Lamb of God. So what you're saying is you got your own past podcast that's going to be a lot more popular than ours. Why don't we jump in? <laughs> no, no, no. We're, we're, we're a regular station. You guys are a, you know, you guys no, are a podcast. What we're saying is we got less than four, three minutes. We are okay. a live radio right, show. Right. Every Friday, Friday night. night. Ross, go. the boss, Frank Sinatra, crap or not crap? Not crap. You not love Frank. Crap, right, go ahead, Ryan. In 20 seconds, name as yeah. many songs as you can with a female's name, proper name in the title of the song. Uh, go. Mandy. Uh, um, uh, Maybelline. Ooh. Why can't uh, you be true? I don't know. She keeps cheating on me. Um, um, is a punk rocker. Angie. A, flan- yeah. a flander. Oh, I suck. Is a punk rocker. Sheena, Susie. So the ones you missed were Penny Lane. How about Lucille? Penny Lane is Amanda. I love the Beatles. Penny Lane stinks. Yeah, but it's a song. My and Sharona. Go polish a fireball. Run like along, the, Cindy. A million songs. Mario, in twenty seconds, name as many songs as you can that mention. Vehicles in the title. Go. Christine Sixteen. Yeah, uh, <laughs> driving along in my automobile. Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> no, you have to name like the model. Sixty-seven. Uh, no, he doesn't. It could be, it could be a vehicle. Oh, any vehicle. Right. Anything. I got it could be an one. airplane. It could be a boat. Song. Uh, it's a car song. Rocky. Cars. Riding in my yeah, cars. Yeah, uh, take it. That's good. All right, you're done. Uh, you're done. You're done. done. You're done. You're done. Uh, you're done. Seven, seven cars for kids. Some of the ones you missed were K A R S cars for kids. How do you guys feel about where that money is going? How about Red Barchetta? Red Barchetta. Little Red Corvette. Yeah. Little Red Corvette. It's a song about a car. It's called Red Barchetta. Little Deuce Coop. A little Red. Coaster. Long black Cadillac. Roller coaster would have been good. Pink Cadillac. Dean, I think it's your turn. It's my turn. Dean. 
in 20 seconds, they made some songs. So you can they mention food in the title? Hit him. Oh, um, wow. <laughs> Tutti Fruity? Oh, yeah. All oh, Rudy. Um, yeah, it's ice cream. Uh, <laughs> wow, this is a hard one. It's a hard one. Uh, um, actually, it's a 14-year-old girl. He's eating uh, her giant. <laughs> cheeseburger in paradise? Yeah, that's good. My, that's not a song. Hot dog? Yes, it is. Hot dog. It sucks. Yeah. My hot dog. You got hot dog? Yeah. Uh, Three. My bologna. Dunzo. My bologna. <laughs> my bologna <laughs> by Al. Just Al, Al every <laughs> weird Al. <laughs> eat it. Done. Eat it. Yeah. Eat Russ, it. Give him four. Russ, I, I, I love. I love yeah. Rocky Road. Russ, uh, <laughs> Russ. bring oh, her home. Russ. Give me as many songs as you can with uh, famous people in the title. Go. Famous this, people. This is oh, rough. God. What the. You're on the clock, bud. That's not. That's a hard one. Yeah. Russ is getting famous, sixty seconds. Famous people. I can't name one. Oh. <laughs> Tommy. <laughs> Tommy. And the silence fell Tommy. over the audience. Sal Minio, the, Tommy. the, the song. Time's up. Some uh, of the ones you know. Betty wow. Davis Eyes and something oh, else. God. Mm. That's a tough one, That's man. That's a hard one. Yeah. Why'd you get that to Ross the Bus? You're fired. Wow. Make me look bad in this show? Come it's on. bullshit. <laughs> Ross, you're still Pete. beating Pete. me. Let's I go. Let's go. Hit it. Let me spin as long as you can with clothing in the title. Go. Clothing. Who's way shoes? Stop it, Mario. All right, you know what, everybody? We'll see you next week. Yeah, Thank you done. so much. Bring it home. Blue uh, suede Sean, shoes. You're the winner. You raspberry I won. Bright. How about blue suede shoes? Yeah. Blue suede shoes. Wow, it's been a pleasure. Thanks, everybody. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you, Mario. Thank you, Ryan. And you missed. And thank you, Some Woody of the ones you missed were hats off to Larry. Hats off to Larry. Hats off to fucking Larry. Judy in disguise with glasses. Oh, I like that song. I, I wear my sunglasses at night. Oh, yeah. yeah I know that song. <laughs> Thank you. I don't know parade. what happened to my songs. Thank you. Ross, man. Well, is it time to leave? Yes. Yeah. Thank you we so much. We went over on that one. I'm trying to get these guys out of here because, they, you know, they, they've... Uh, and he's got to work tomorrow. They've to done enough. Ross, man, I really appreciate you being on the show. I, I you know, I, I can't thank you enough for being on. Uh, Ryan, Mario... Pete, thank Dean Rispler, Dean Love the you, Dream. Thank you. Go see uh, Dictator, you. Uh, Manitoba. NYC. Thank you. Manitoba, and you can come see the Mighty High with me on guitar. Yeah. Oh, I'd That's love right. To see the yeah. High. Covering up the clams. Yeah, covering When's the next the Mighty High gig, yeah. man? And then, uh, I don't know when the next Mighty High gig. We have to Neither ask Woody about it. that. And then um, also, <laughs> I play with Swilson. New band Swilson. Yeah. What's the what's the metal band you're playing with? Are you still playing well, with these guys? Guy. Well, they, I was playing with uh, I I am I mean I was playing with uh, Cosmo Demonic. But, yeah, um, amazing. But the problem is is that uh, the singer guitar player had a terrible car accident last oh, last right. Christmas oh, and he's still Jesus not recovered. Christ. I, mean, I wish him the best. He's doing oh, much man. better, but he's not that's in any, any shape, both physically and mentally, to get back into it. So oh, so we're paying you know paying for a practice space, but luckily. Uh, um, Woody's cheap enough to come over there and use it, so that's good. <laughs> what the one over on Clinton? No, no, I have a that's your concern. A you're whispering into the guy's ear. He's gonna call me like you know. We still have to pay for the practice. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, well, I, I, we, know, we have a practice space over in uh, in uh, our at the back of our Wicked Lady in uh, oh, a really cool. good bar nice. yeah, yeah, that, yeah. on the corner of Morgan and Meserol. Nice. We practice Meserol. in the parking lot of Our Lady of Precious Blood. Old... Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If you guys are in France, October 21st, we'll be in, Ross the Boss Band will be in Dijon. I wish. 
big mm. festival there. I love their mustard. Paris, uh, October 22nd. You okay with flying all over the place and sure. stuff? doesn't bother you. It's fantastic. What's I your limit? How long do you Russia, go? Can you sleep on the plane and yeah, stuff? Yeah, I can yeah. sleep on a plane. Yeah. Dean, I love the videos you post from like Spain and places yeah. like that. Yeah, for me and So we got to go. We have three weeks in Europe. Dean and I have three weeks in Europe. Yeah, we're going three weeks in Europe with the man, well, now called Manitoba NYC. Wow. And now we're playing. Uh, we're playing <laughs> wow. England. We're playing. Uh, I think four or five Russia's, shows in England. Russia's we're playing side. Ireland. Right. Then we play uh, a couple of shows in Germany and a bunch of shows in Italy. Just like when you open for the Stranglers. Then I'm playing uh, the Rosterboss <laughs> Band December first. I'm playing in Geiselvin, uh, Germany with uh, Doro and Creator. Damn. Doro Pesh. Doro Pesh. I met her yes. at she's, uh, she's Iron Maiden Overkill. concert. I think she was rad. like the nicest person. Yeah, she's rad. Awesome. She was just there she as a fan. Awesome. Like I was yeah. sitting close to her. She's rad. Right. She's totally. This that's December first in Germany. So that's us and. Then with the record should be done next year, and the big tour starts in March. Oh, yeah. yeah, we're recording the new Ross the Boss record. Ross, in do you ever December. stop? Do you ever have like a week off or no. something? No, you just no. keep going. Man. No, you have you you're married? You have kids? You're married. Yeah, She's he's married. got boys that play baseball. She's married. <laughs> She's married, <laughs> and he has a son. I have a son who's 26, Jesse. Yeah. Jesse Chase. What's he do now? He was hitting he the coaches, ball. He crazy. coaches. He coaches our our travel teams, and and he's a musician. Right, so he's, he's in, not a musician. He still he just, works at Christ the King. No. So no, he's no. doing he's, athletic work. He does. He makes his money from baseball. Nice, nice. Dream. My son's quite good at baseball. He's like the tallest kid on his team. He's 13. Yeah. Yeah. Mario's yeah. son's 13. He's like seven feet tall oh, and like 200 pounds. He's like smacking yeah. hormones. The other kids like my kid. Right. like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's a walking power forward. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you yeah. so much, Ross the Boss. Yep. Dean you. the Dream Rispler. Thank you. From and, uh, the Dictators, Manowar, everybody. Don't forget Billy. Billy Amandaya. Thanks. and happy new year. I can't Good tell you guys how much I appreciate you guys coming in, and uh, we'll see you next you can, time. You can Thank try you. and tell us. Uh, well, I'm, I'm going to do that after yeah, the show that's, more. It's too much work. I really do, though. Sincerely. I, know, I, 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 I do. <laughs> Tune in to right, the after show. Style, yeah. Ross. Oh Tuna yeah. can coming up at you. <laughs> Tuna can, John. Yeah. Yeah. Live Tuna can. Brian, too. Music con with music off coming up. Oh, is Brian up next? Yes, he is. I like that guy. Brian's a good guy. We'll see you next week, everybody. Live from the Browser Radio Nope. Thanks, Ross the Boss. Thank you, Dean. Thank you, Billy Amendola, and everybody else. Yeah. Oh, shit. The most forever. I'm a honey, he, the bee, the bottom, bitty, my booze. Listen, have a have a good trip, Susie. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Think about me, all right? <laughs> oh man, oh man, do I hate them fancy lads.
Dance on tap! Dance on tap! Dance on tap!